Welcome to the bonus episode. This is an episode that you paid good money for. Welcome to the bonus episode. There are no refunds. Enjoy. Welcome to the Divisive Issues bonus episode. Uh, we're here to talk about another goofy Superman comic, because that's what we're doing now, apparently. Just Superman. Apparently, that's our lives. Yeah, yeah. You, you literally pay us to talk about shitty Superman. <laughs> not not just Superman, Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> yeah, Superman's yes. pal, Jimmy Olsen. That's going to so we... be the mascot of Divisive Issues bonus, <laughs> Patreon bonus episode. Yeah. So we were, th- we, we were thinking, what should we do for this special... What month is it? This will come out July. in Stanley July. Yeah. Soon me. June Lee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what should we do for our bonus episode? And so I was like, I got it. Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen number 112. What? Why this one? Why, where did this okay. come from? I just I just happened to read this. We, we, we were supposed to have a, a Stanley issue plan, and we all forgot because we're all stupid. Uh, so uh, I, was, I read this one before beforehand, and I'm like, this is so fucking dumb. And I'm like, why did you read this? Because the cover was interesting. <laughs> it is actually. Can you describe the cover to everyone? Okay, so this is the cover and plot synopsis. Because remember, this is back in the days when DC would draw the cover first and tell the writer, "Make a plot out of this." I fucking dare you. You fucking <laughs> earn your pay, motherfucker. And this this writer, he finds a way to connect all these plot points in such a, like a round. Like I would never have done it this way. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this is well done. Like the way he connects. Like, he accomplishes his own points of the cover. So the cover is Jimmy Olsen in like a Eastern European country, and there's a Superman clock. A Superman, there's a statue of Superman holding a clock. And Jimmy Olsen is standing in front of the Superman clock in front of a crowd and saying, At exactly noon, Superman will burst out of his box down below. He's the world's greatest escape artist. And it shows like a cross section of, of the earth and shows Superman inside a coffin uh, struggling for air <laughs> saying, Lost my superpowers hours ago. Can't breathe. I'll die in seconds. I love that he lost them hours ago, but he's yeah. seconds away from death. Yeah. I just know I just like... How is he gonna get out of this one? Like <laughs> knowing knowing what happens makes this cover so great. We should do like a judging it by the cover. Yeah. We try to guess what the, what this issue is, and then and then to read the cover. Like, what would you oh guess? God, we cover? should start doing that for these yeah. Patreon episodes. Oh my god! I would have guessed so he had to like pull something out of his pocket to that would give him like a sun's energy. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> or then so Jimmy also wanna... be like, "Oops, I buried Superman alive." <laughs> I just want to point out this cover. This issue's from 1968 this covers by neil adams it looks fucking modern at the time was completely redefining dc's entire style and bringing them into the modern age (laughs) yeah so like it looks like a modern like a 70s comic but inside it looks like a 60s comic yeah and it's written by otto binder who was considered like he's one of like the definitive superman writers of the time for some reason (laughs) and it's penciled by pete costanza who i just assume is george can't stand you yeah so, okay, so the, the in-media res opening scene is Jimmy Olsen with a crooked sword stabbing someone, yelling, on guard, you rat. And, and it's th- someone. It's, it's, it's blonde Superman with an M. And not the blonde Superman from the Stanley comic. It's a new blonde Superman. Yeah. And he says, R, that sword is made of lead, my one weakness. And Jimmy Olsen says, on guard, you rat. And it's the murderous Magna Man. And the tagline is, what's wrong with this picture? Let's see. Jimmy is attacking his pal, Superman. The man of steel is being harmed by lead instead of kryptonite. His face is different. And his insignia is an M instead of an S. Are those the answers you came up with? If they were, give yourself a big fat zero. There's nothing wrong with the picture because that's yeah, not Superman. Yeah, you fucking Superman. idiot, kid. You can't He's fucking 
and the get shit right. Bag the man. <laughs> Yeah, eat shit, kids. Which is like, already, you have two different, like, okay, you have Superman buried underneath the ground for a magic trick, and then Jimmy stabbing Magnaman? <laughs> <laughs> like, how are these two things connected? Oh, I forgot to bring up that this cover, my first thought, I, I realized, guys, am I the first one to think about this this crazy fan theory that Jimmy Olsen... Like, in regards to her first bonus issue about, like, that they accidentally tried to give him, what was it, gold <laughs> kryptonite or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Olsen is secretly trying to kill Superman every time <laughs> in every issue. You know, uh, maybe. that I could be true, that. actually. That's one of the jokes on superdigger.com. They always have pictures of Jimmy trying to kill Superman. Like, yeah. cover is that? Like, I think that's my headcanon now, is he secretly hates him because he always gets all He's the attention. He's mad at him because, remember, have you guys ever seen that cover where Jimmy Olsen is giving Superman a robe for Father's Day and Superman's burning it with his heat finishes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We gotta so, do that soon. <laughs> so it opens with Daryl's favorite characters. Who are these guys, uh, Daryl? The Jimmy Olsen fan club. Yes. Who, who I, I did not realize that, that they're the fan club of Superman. Yeah, yeah they're that's not so, Jimmy's so weird. Fans. That's like you don't you don't call yourself the Jimmy Olsen <laughs> yeah, fan club was... if you're a fan club of not Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> yeah. I'm the Sylvester Crapper fan club. We're fans of uh Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> what? So they're all all these these rapscallions have these lettered signs that they're hiding behind their backs, and Jimmy's like, "Why are you whispering? What are you hiding behind your backs?" And they all pull up happy birthday signs, yeah. and it's Jimmy Olsen's birthday, and Superman flies in, and he's like, "I have birthday cards from it seemingly dozens of people, but he only puts a couple on the wall." Yep. This has nothing to do with anything, by the way. My, my yeah. favorite thing, my favorite small detail, is he accidentally has Clark Kent and Superman's cards yeah. next to each other. <laughs> yeah. So. I I'm wondering if Superman the whole time is sitting there looking at it like, oh god, I hope he doesn't realize. You fucking idiot. Yeah, look, the handwriting's the same. Yeah, it's a note by Clark Kent on the Superman wall. Yeah. <laughs> it is the same uh, handwriting. Yeah, he's like, shit. And Superman drops it off and he's like, oh, I gotta rush off now, Jimmy, on an important mission. I'll no, be I, have a, space. Yeah, I have a space mission for the next few days. See ya. <laughs> he's like, so long, buddy. And then, uh, as as uh, they're about to start the meeting again, the Princess Vanya of Duxania shows up. And Jimmy goes, a girl? A princess? And he thinks, and what a chick. Wow. <laughs> And, and we'll find out later, uh, Jimmy Olsen is dating someone. Else. Yeah, which, uh. that's the twist at the end of the day. He was dating someone else this whole time. I'm like, oh, this scamp. So, <laughs> he's like, I don't know if you could be in this club. There are rules. And she's like, I already have a fake signal watch and a bow tie. And he's a like, I guess that's tie. enough. He's fucking t- Tucker Carlson. <laughs> which, again, <laughs> which, which fits Jimmy Olsen since he wears a bow tie. But it's not his fan club. It's Superman's. Who doesn't wear yeah, a bow tie? And then, yeah. And, she's like, and he's like, well, you also have to draw Superman from memory. Oh, my God. So I, <laughs> and she and draws this, this is where Jackson. I was like, this is, this is definitely a cult. Can so you draw acci- our leader from memory? <laughs> she accidentally puts an M on his chest, and he's like, "You done goofed, you dumb idiot!" And she's like, "Wait, oh, this makes in- a fucking sense." Because twist, she says, "Our Superman is called Magna Man." In our language, we call him Magna Man, as if that would change his design. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, so, yes, that makes more sense. She confused the language, but because later on, Magna Man is the evil Superman, like, and he's a villain. Like, why would she draw? Oh, uh, I think he's a revolutionary person. <laughs> he's a freedom fighter. I guess a man of the proletariat. So they go through the they go through the meeting, and she's like, "I have to return to Tasmania. Will you drive me to the airport, Jimmy?" Which is like the most forward thing you could ask somebody to do. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Sure, <laughs> I'll drive your big clunky Cadillac." 
And he's like, ooh, maybe I'll interview her on the way. And then he starts driving, and he's going 120 miles per hour. And speed I, limit sign. Yeah. I love this touch where the, he drives past a no speed limit sign, so readers can not think that Jimmy's breaking the law. <laughs> Which I was saying, they're funny. thinking, I'm like, why would this exist? Like, this, this would be a terrible highway to be on no speed limit. Isn't that the Autobahn? Isn't, Isn't that, that the, thing free, the freeway? Don't they call that freeway when it's no speed limit? The Autobahn has speed limits, but there are parts of it that... Uh, they they're like small stretches of it that don't. Yeah, but isn't there isn't there a call of freeway when it has no? Isn't that like a thing of freeway? No, I, I, I mean the freeway, freeway is, is freeway a speed limits. I I just I just know because like based on like uh like Full House, she got in trouble because <laughs> for driving slow on the freeway. And like, how do you get a traffic to get the freeway? I, I, she was driving like There slow. are minimum speed bum, limits bum. on the highway. Yeah. I feel like freeway is synonymous with highway, right? Yeah, I thought yeah. so too. There might be hey, a ever notice that you have to pay no a toll limit. on a freeway, guys? Are you telling me that 96 comes wrong and they lied to me? Oh my <laughs> god, what a tangent to go off in. I hope you're enjoying your bonus episode. <laughs> so Okay, so she takes him to the Royal Jet and he gets in it. And then the jet, she presses a secret button and the jet grows, the seat grows <laughs> arms and grabs him. Yeah. I love that too. It, it straps him in, but it's like just these hands that hold him. <laughs> he was actually stupid, like... He was he was fine with going along with them. Like they said, he do this too because <laughs> yeah. it's too, 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 not enough time to explain their evil plan or their, their not evil plan. As if you're That's on. right. But like he has but no they problem guess him. They, they guess, guess him. They... He was fully willing, and it's not like he needs to be knocked out for a later section because when they land, he's awake. Yeah. And, and like they, they gas him on a plane right next to him. There's there's only one air supply in there, man. Like she's gonna get gassed too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, the pilot passes out, they all so then Jimmy wakes up hours later and he, he says, wait, this is in America. <laughs> why, like, why'd no. you get, he's like, why'd you gas me? Oh, we gassed you because you wanted to come with us and we want to make sure you come with us. <laughs> yeah. And so when he gets off the plane, he meets King Otgar, who's uh, the princess's dad. Uh, he doesn't trust the king, but he's like, you don't understand. And Jimmy calls his signal watch and Superman comes in. But what's this? It's not Superman. It's Magnaman. And he so lands. Magnaman has the exact same costume as Superman. <laughs> it just has an M. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, so why would he, to her, to, her, to this, this princess, this is a symbol of tyranny and oppression to her. Like, why would she, like, uh, come to America to Superman fan club and draw <laughs> Maybe Magnaman? Maybe she tried to draw Superman, but she was thinking of Magnaman. Oh, yeah. Like, PTSD, yeah. like, she was drawing Superman, and she got non-flashbacks and drew the M instead. Is that but I, mean? I don't know why she would tell him, oh, this is Magnaman. <laughs> well, why don't you tell him the story up, up front like we have an evil Superman can you help us I don't know this, this, <laughs> she this, says she didn't have time this to is explain why this plot... it for their... Go ahead. she says they, she doesn't have time to explain this to him but she knocked him out on the plane for hours <laughs> yeah. maybe she gets air sickness and she's like I don't want to talk to him during this <laughs> so, so I'm Mag- guess all, all of us on the plane also so, I, I want to bring up like uh, Jimmy Olsen presses his watch which sends a signal like a high pitched frequency so that Superman can hear it and it goes Z <laughs> That's what it is. And Magnaman flies by and smacks him in the back of the head and tells him to yeah. stop. kill him. Yeah. Based on like, yeah. Like and so he's like, I'm not Superman, American worm. I'm Magnaman, the Superman of Dixania. And my job is to assassinate the king. Like, that's his fucking job. <laughs> and I like how he just, like, doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's guards shooting at him. Why, he yeah. picks up a plane. It's doing a whole bunch of stuff where it's like, look, he does have Superman's powers. And this is where, like, 
because Sly was like, look how dumb this comic is. And when I was at this point, I was like, I'm actually kind of interested in this. Because you have this Superman lookalike that's fighting back against a king of a foreign nation. And it's like, you don't know who to trust because they just knocked out Jimmy on a plane. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's really but it's not like, really misleading as much as a pointless twist for Santa. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's about to assassinate the king, and it's not like a, he's just gonna punch him in the face so yeah, hard that he he's dies. He's doing the comically roundabout punch, like winding up a punch, like I'm gonna knock you out. <laughs> he does. Not right yeah. to Kisha. <laughs> but he actually, at one point, he says, "One super blow of my fist, and Duxania will be the first country to put a king on the moon." <laughs> That's one of these days, Alex. Yeah, he really <laughs> does. <laughs> So Jimmy has the brilliant idea that, wait, if the signal watch annoyed him, I'll turn it up to full blast and I'll blast him with these Zs. And he's like, oh, that terrible sound splitting my eardrums. I can't stand it. (laughs) And he flies away. And the princess is like, wonderful. You saved you saved my father. And then she explains it's like we had to kidnap you because there were assassins at the airport. Oh. And you're like, sure. <laughs> but like, he was already on the plane before. Yeah, the there were no came assassins out. on the fucking plane. Like, if that we know of. But like, why was <laughs> why would he pilot. not attack? Well, he, he, the assassin would be like, oh, I was gonna attack, but now Jimmy Olsen's asleep. I guess I gotta yeah. attack. So then Jimmy Olsen's like, what's going on? And they're like, get in the car. We'll tell you where it's safe at Trust the palace. Trust us again. I feel like dumb twists sometimes can be justified. Well, justified in quotations. When you're like going from issue to issue, and you're like, "Oh, what's going to happen next issue?" and then it resolves itself in a dumb way. These are single page resolves where you flip <laughs> yeah. the page I, and you're I like, "Oh, this problem's been taken care of." But I can't imagine like these are written for for kids. I can't. I can't imagine like this in movies when for really dumb movies they have the producers say you got to have an action, but you got to have a fight every five minutes or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, it got to the point like when uh, Kevin Smith was working on the the failed Superman movie of the nineties. Uh, they're like, we gotta have an action beat. Where's the action scene? And he's like, oh, there's no action. Superman's because uh, they're doing that for Superman. So Superman's dead. There's no one for bringing back to fight. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but what, what, what's there? Then no pole. Let him fight fucking polar bears. I have have Brainiac fight some polar bears. And like, you want me to fucking write Superman writing fighting polar bears? And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. So speaking of cool animals, Jimmy gets this exposition dump by the king while he hangs out with like a bunch of cheetahs or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently what happened was there was a scientist that was working on a secret super serum that he was so secretive he wouldn't let anybody know about it. So he'd only work behind a big vault door. And he had a flask that was full, but part of it was vaporized. So he was like, I have to test the serum. So he tested it on a super gopher that gets so strong. He tested it on a gopher that turns super. And yeah, he labels yeah. it with a fucking, uh, like, a price tag. Gopher for super, super, super CR test. <laughs> it's a price so tag. So the gopher burrows through the steel floors, and he escapes. And he's like, wow, it worked. And then at this point, he's writing his notes. And he's in, like, I in can a, In a pen formerly used by many <laughs> other scientists. Yeah. It, it is it an is honor a... to write my notes with it. And that's important. That's Chekhov's quill. Because then he's like, I can create a Superman, but he will not have supervision. But he'll still be able to fly and possess great strength and awesome super strength and great speed. And he's like, oh no, Clars, my assistant. Why are you wearing a costume? And how did you rip open my vault door? Why are you wearing Superman's costume? With an yeah. But it's got an well, why would Wait, why would fucking Mega Man pick Superman's costume? For his fucking- because he's been planning for it for a while because it, like the serum wasn't vaporized. He drank some of it. Dun, dun, but why dun. is he wearing that costume? Yeah, but why would he I'm going to get dressed up as occasion as Superman. Uh, so, you know what? How many, how many people, when you're like, oh, I'm also going to be able to fly and have super strength, you're like, that just makes me think of Superman. <laughs> he should dress like John John's, the Martian Manhunter, but whatever. 
So he drinks this super serum and he's like, oh, well, he reveals that he drank it. It didn't vaporize. He's like, I'm a member of the rebel underground that seeks to dethrone the king. That was a monarchy. Yeah. And in the secret vault, he's like, Clars, you traitor, I'll ring the alarm. And he pulls a big rope that like rings a bell. (laughs) And the vault, wait, how would that work? (laughs) And he's like, who cares? I'll just hurl this quill at super speed. And he fucking spikes him through the heart. And he goes, ah. Yeah, yeah, he does kill him with the quill. And it's awesome. It's like a, it's like a really goofy story, and then you have this murder. Yeah. yeah and, then, and it's funny, too, because he's like, he's done in shadow, so it doesn't look violent. And then yeah. Clars takes, or Magnaman takes all of the notes, and he flies away as guards start shooting at him. I never understand, like, this kind of thing, like, he, he he's a member of the Rebel Underground. The bullets don't hurt him. So, like, wouldn't he just, like, be like, no, nah, I'm going to just blow up the palace while I'm here? Yeah, yeah. Well, they have to set up. They have the plot has to continue for Jimmy Olsen to come up. Yeah. The place is ready to strike again. He's also so, got to follow plans, Phil. He can't be going off on his own. He's not yeah, a rebel so, rebel. He's a rebel. <laughs> so even though he was speared through the heart, we see the scientist dying in bed in front of the king. And he's like, my... <laughs> Serum wasn't perfect. Clars has one weakness. Just as the original Superman is vulnerable to kryptonite, you can stop Carl Clars with gah, and he gah. dies. As if he couldn't have maybe led with the weakness and then <laughs> yeah. compared it to kryptonite. It's just like yeah. the whole yeah. cliche thing. Yeah, but it's such a long thing to say. And yeah, like, I gotta make sure, I gotta tell you, it's so important. I gotta tell you, it's so important. It's look, comparable look, to this being weak to this, but it's yeah. not that. It is the... <laughs> so then... <laughs> and it, this, the story wraps up with the great thing of like that the whole reason he told Jimmy Olsen this and he brought Jimmy Olsen this here is because since you're Superman's pal you might be able to track down what his weaknesses which I'm like that's not like what that's not a logical <laughs> yeah, well, he's like, like you've, you, he's like you've given kryptonite to Superman so many times you try to kill so often you have to not kill this Superman you are like Superman Jimmy killer. Olsen is Superman's greatest nemesis <laughs> oh yeah that is true and to be fair he does work pretty fast because he goes to the place, like the the vault, and he finds a note on the ground, and he brings like it. Like no back. one else, the royal guards never. <laughs> found he brings this. it back to a supercomputer, which says in big letters, "Magna Man's nemesis is lead." And I love that he even has to be like, just a reminder, it's also deadly to Monel, the member of the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> I, I feel like this would have been more effective if they told Jimmy Olsen that he was, like, good friends with Magna Man, and then yeah. he would accidentally kill him right away. <laughs> I also love how they find out that he's weak to lead, and then it shows the scene of Magna Man watching them on a camera somewhere, I guess. Yeah. And it, they're like, we can stop Magna Man with lead. And he's like, haha, they fell for the fake notes I planted. If lead could hurt me, I wouldn't be able to juggle these lead cannonballs. And, and his goons are like, what's your real weakness? And he's like, why the fuck would I tell you? Yeah. I love on the camera that he's watching them. They're looking at a like a shelf that says lead on it. And it's a rock. <laughs> so, so then Jimmy, Jimmy <laughs> fucking uses his signal watch to send out Morse code. Morse code. Morse <laughs> and it says, attention, Magna Man, I challenge you to meet me at the royal banquet tonight. Love- <laughs> and Magna Man's just like, God, this is so annoying. Yeah. He's yeah, to figure out Morse code, super annoying And Morse also code. have to say that it's such a funny idea to me that they're like, okay, we figured out his weakness. Let's invite him to a place where all the nobility and royalty <laughs> will be uh, at dinner, assuming... That this will work out. Yeah. We are so confident we will let everyone be here just so they can die if I fail. Also, 
this was a prediction I had at this point because it was very clear to me his weakness is this goddamn Superman signal. Yes, because <laughs> like, like, it always shows him blocking his ears. Like he's like, God damn it, Jimmy! <laughs> I, I thought that was, this this book sets up so many ways, uh, like so many fake like red herrings. I don't yeah. call red herrings. Like like. Why is it not the fucking buzzing like, that's set up already? Why no, but, no, but here's why. Because when he shows up, he has f- planned for this, where he's wearing an ultra-soundproof helmet, which is just a yellow yeah, helmet. That's yeah. why I was like, this is 100% the weakness. He has a helmet on to block out the noise. But somehow, he could still talk to me. <laughs> yeah, it's not soundproof. So, Jimmy's like, what about my lead sword? On guard, you rat. It's the in-media res page. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, no, take it away. Oh, if feel pain weakness and the, jimmy's like you've blundered right into my trap and he's like oh i gotta leap while uh, escape while i still have my flying power and jimmy's like we didn't need fe- we didn't need fear him anymore the best part is if he's here to kill the king he comes down with a helmet that he was stopped last time because of the annoying sound and he doesn't kill the king he's like i just want to dupe them now they do well, because he changes. On. Yeah, he says, "I don't. If I killed the king, Superman would come." But kick he my ass. he, he yeah. was gonna yeah. kill the king in the first encounter. Yeah. But now Jimmy knows about it. This scene makes sense. The first scene did not, where he just tried to kill the king. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, it's like I think it is like that. He saw Jimmy Olsen was here. He's like he'll rat, he'll tell the Superman. It, not if you kill Jimmy Olsen too. It's not that hard to do. <laughs> I, I think Superman actually finds out. Like uh, yeah, he probably well, the king was killed by a guy wearing my costume. <laughs> yeah. I think so so the princess says, "Oh Jimmy, you're magnificent. I must give you a royal reward." And she kisses him, and he goes, "Royal's right. Wowee!" <laughs> and then they make him a Duke of Duxania, and they give him a cool blue cape, mm-hmm. and they're like, "You can. You're now allowed to wear this cape, Jimmy." <laughs> Yeah, and so Jimmy leaves after he uh, gives them his weird lead sword, and he's like, "Now that you have this, you, I'm, I can go home because it'll be protected." It's Superman Day in Metropolis. J- Jimmy is forging the sword back. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love how he's like, "I'm a blacksmith," <laughs> and they're like, "No, Jimmy, it's also Superman Day here. You have to stay and help us ride our giant Superman float with us." <laughs> I feel like it. I feel like it's Superman Day like almost every day in fucking DC World. Like it feels like yeah. every day they have some celebration for him or something. I mean, I'm that super- probably would happen. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> this kind of stuff is why, like, at, at least as when I was younger, I really didn't like Superman's because of this weird cult-like fetishism of him, where they're riding in a float that's his bust but hollowed out, so the King and Princess and Jimmy sit inside of his chest. No, it's it's a metaphor that Superman's heart belongs to the people. <laughs> no, it's a weird worshiping <laughs> thing. It is. No. Weird. I, mean, I never. I never. Yeah, I, like, really I, I, I like Bob Martin's Superman. Is he? They only make clear that he rejects this kind of. Uh, yeah. Worship. Well, but the Flash is... still eats the shit up and has his own museum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And by the way, so now, remember the, the cover. Like, what the fuck does that cover have to do with this fucking story? Yeah. We're getting to it now. We're like four so, okay. pages from the end. So Superman, there's a statue of Superman holding up a clock that symbolizes all the times he saved them from a flood. And so apparently Superman has always attended the ceremony in person. Which, like, Jimmy didn't even know about this fucking country until just now. Yeah. Jimmy's and, pal, like, what, how, how close is he really? And he's like, I'll signal him. Hopefully he's done in space. And Superman, Superman shows up and he's like, what are you doing in Duxania? He also says, hi, Jimmy, I just finished space mission. <laughs> Uh, so Jimmy, like, tells him the whole thing, and he's like, a rival Superman who wants to rule Duxania, I'll take care of Magnaman later, but first I'll do a super feat to entertain the crowd. It's Superman Day tradition here, listen, and he whispers to him, and then in the immediate uh, next- He whispers to him, bzzz. 
<laughs> it's not like asterisk whisper. It's bzzz. So Jimmy's like, what the fuck? Is like, why? <laughs> why make this a mystery? Because it's literally explained in the next panel. Yeah. <laughs> like the word bubble of him whispering spills over onto what he's doing. <laughs> By the way, so, this is a fucking lame uh, stunt. Like he came. So see yeah, most of his it. super entertainment is he he digs himself into a bo- into a hole in the ground, and Jimmy puts him in a box. And then he covers him with, like, a, cr- a digging machine. And he's like, Superman's going to stay buried for two hours and then come out. That's not exciting. But what a fun, lighthearted fucking prank. We're going to bury him alive. <laughs> Wait, does, does Superman, even with his superpowers, can he just not have air? Silver Age Superman can, like, fly in space without air and stuff. Yeah, That's, forever? What do you think he was breathing on that space mission, Phil? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, in, in modern Superman needs, like, an oxygen tank air. and stuff. Yeah. He can't go in space. But Silver Age Superman well, can Mar- do kill regular Superman. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, he, Superman's going to stay buried for two full hours and then jump out. So this is when you see, time's almost up, folks. Superman will burst out in a few minutes. And this is when Superman's banging, help, can't anybody hear me? I've lost my superpowers. I can't dig my way out. Air nearly gone. I'll suffocate in seconds. By the way, I said that before, before the murder was an uncharacteristically dark moment. Like, this is kind of really fucking dark. He's, he's this is suffering. really fucking dark. So they unbury the box, and Jimmy's like, Superman, why are you so still speak to me? And then he listens, he's like, he's fucking dead. Yeah, his corpse and- right there. Yeah, and they, they they literally stab through his skin with, it, and it just goes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like, then wow, he's, he's like, there's, there's some some doctor, the court physician, is like, there's no sign of life. He's not invulnerable. I pinpricked his skin, and the pin didn't bend. It just went right in. Superman's dead, and Jimmy's <laughs> crying over his body. He's like, my pal, goodbye forever. And Superman shows up, and he goes, goodbye. You mean hello? I just got here. <laughs> Go on, Superman. There's a corpse next to you, and you're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> And he's like an imposter. My x-ray vision shows he's wearing a face mask of me. And he pulls it off. It's Magnum Here we go. This is such (laughs) a great twist and explanation. Oh, my God. I love this so much. So he's like, I found. So Jimmy searches the body. He's like, I found something in his cape pouch. It's his plans. (laughs) And the plans are, it's just a like crude drawing of site of burial stunt. And then under that is Tuxenia's treasure cave. And then above that is Rebel HQ with just dashed lines. <laughs> oh, so he's like, he was going to dig underground, but for some reason it didn't work. And uh, what's Wait, wait, this? no. He, the- his, his plan, his master plan was to dig underground to the treasury cave to steal it and then accuse the king of embezzling the treasure so that Superman couldn't take the king's side, even though the dotted lines go to the rebel HQ. So it's like the money was going to be in the rebel's house. Like, so- you, you accuse him of embezzling, but the, the treasure wasn't there. If Superman Couldn't he have just also just done this at any time, not <laughs> pretending to be Superman and buried Yeah, super speed. No one would see him. <laughs> why did he even get buried at all? Why did he just do no, everyone? it everyone? It's at because the he's, he's such a big fan of Superman. That's why he made the costume. That's why he wanted to be there for Superman Day. Oh, but by the way, he's really fucking lucky that Superman didn't show up for fucking hours. <laughs> yeah, like that's the they thing. He's still is, for I hours say, and no one fucking Superman didn't show up. His whole plan was like, I can't kill the king because I... I don't want Superman to come kick my ass. I want to get Superman on my side, but by by pretending to be Superman, he's way more likely to get his ass kicked by Superman because when <laughs> Superman shows up, he's like, that's not me. <laughs> Who that? So, the final page. How did he lose his powers? This is the final page. This all happens one page, by the way. <laughs> so... There, there, and Jimmy's like, but there was no lead underground. What killed Magnum? Yeah, what is his weakness? At this moment, 
the a gopher, gopher. bore at this moment a gopher bores its way up to the surface the princess goes look jimmy that gopher just bored its way up here and it's tagged the tag says gopher for super serum test and like but it's not super now Hmm. Magnaman's ears were hurt by my signal watch's super sound. He must have had. He must have been vulnerable to anything super, including anything. that little super super gopher. Anything which, super. Which is like a quantifiable thing that you can like. What? Well, yeah, you know, like super sound, super gopher. You know, which, that little super gopher, which by pure chance super dug its way to where Magnaman was buried, and when it got close, they both must have lost their superpowers. And it's, and it's super. It's it's the Magnaman being like, "What's that? I, I suddenly feel weak as if my superpowers were draining away." And the the king goes, Magnaman was the killer. He deserved to die. <laughs> Don't bad to leave them. Who's death on panel, king? <laughs> yeah. The rebels could easily be rounded up. And Jimmy's like, but it was an accident that beat him. I goofed this time. <laughs> yeah, Let's go home, Superman. Oops. It was Deus Ex Machina. It was fucking literally a gopher isn't, randomly fucking... Isn't that like involuntary manslaughter? He still buried yeah, the man that died. Why would a gopher dig into his coffin? <laughs> <laughs> He got near the coffin. Yeah, but actually, also that gopher can dig through steel. Um, yeah. so if he's if he, if he's weak to anything super, like would he have just been weak to Superman? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I, I like, guess. or like, wouldn't he be weak to a Superman? So this whole plot is unnecessary because as soon as Superman shows up, it's over. Superman's like, okay, you're bye. Well, that's why he didn't show up. That's- so he takes Jimmy home. And he goes, yes, your lordship. And then back in Metropolis, Jimmy dates Lucy Lane, who's apparently a fucking character. <laughs> and she's like, what an incredible story. Magnaman was probably the only supervillain who was ever killed by a gopher. <laughs> Say, why the faraway look, Jimmy? And Jimmy's thinking about the princess. He goes, I'll never forget Vanya's kiss. I wonder if I'll ever see her again. Yeah, cool. Too bad I'm yeah. stuck with this dumb Lucy Lane bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, oh, we forgot man. to mention, dude, how funny it is that it's like, it's weird how, like, because times change and you you see things in context differently now because we're growing up in this era as opposed to when this was written. Then when they're talking about, like, systematically destroying the rebels, I'm like, I just want to know why are the rebels fighting? It has to be because yeah. of the unfair monarchy, right? Well, it seems like this monarchy just goes around to other countries and fucking kidnaps people. At the people. end, too, they're like, Magna Man deserved to die, and now we're going to round up the rest of the rebels. And Superman's like, yeah, that's cool with me. Do it. Yeah, like, they're probably not going to no, get drunk. Yeah, it's like, they're all going to get murdered they're yeah, gonna especially if, if isn't he supposed to be uh, the truth justice in the american way he should insist that they get like a fair trial right yeah, yeah. Get, get or get rid of your monarchy but fucking democracy <laughs> instead of he deserved to die and superman's cool with the guys that just suffocate to death and it's like well he deserved it <laughs> that's why like uh I, I defended last issue uh the last comic we did from the 60s because it was just goofy shit and uh it was mostly playful laughs and it was funny uh, this is just straight up bad. Like it's fucking dark as shit. As horrible vocations. Uh, it is fucking poorly written. Like it, 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 it punishes you for paying attention to the plot. Like if you pay attention to the plot, you will get an anti rewarded. Like it, it, there's no like, uh, like if you if you, you notice JFK in the beginning, anti rewarded. It's called punish. <laughs> but like like before like the JFK twist is stupid. But at least they show up J- JFK exists in the plot beforehand and he shows up at the end. Like oh, it's like a goofy twist. But at least it's a twist. This is just stuff. Yeah, this he's weak. Reason to super anything it's like yeah okay yeah. that's why now watching the cover again seeing the superman suffocate to death you're like magnum man's actually dying there in that panel like yeah, he's, he's, there's, <laughs> murder, there's a murder on the, on the front cover it's kind of like he, he's dying because a gopher came near him yeah. <laughs> 
I wish uh, Neil Adams drew that. We'll see that. Uh, I liked it because it was such a wild ride, and you could not trust your judgments. Like it's realizing that you can't trust your senses or your memories. It, and it stuff. is truly the loss of the modern age. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But the that's the thing. Whatever. Like there is something to be said though about these Silver Age comics that like we just spent a half hour. Having a very fun time talking about this. This was like what, like ten cents yeah, when it but came I, out. I didn't have a fun time reading it, though. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, like, if you were like a little kid, oh, this yeah. is twelve cents, and like, I feel like now comics are like, there's they're like six issue arcs, and each issue is like three or four dollars. Like for twelve cents, you get like this whole stupid thing. And I'm not saying it's like high art or anything, but like, yeah, if it's I was a, lot a kid of fun. in the '60s, this would be fun. There's, there's a, yeah. there are a lot of things like that. That car that can go 120 miles per hour, like that's specifically <laughs> put in there for kids to fantasize about type of a deal. Yeah, yeah. I also the last thing I want to bring about this that I find really funny that really ties the story together is Jimmy did like nothing outside of just use his watch. <laughs> Like that that's his yeah. only power. Well like I said the whole cars plot... can go hundreds of miles per hour. Like I said, the whole plot would have been re- would have been resolved by itself because Samara's gonna show up anyway. Yeah. So Yeah. Uh <laughs> You think if a hair follicle fell out of his head he'd lose his powers? Oh now separate from me, it's something super touching me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Alright, so that's it for his Patreon bonus episode. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Jokes on you for listening to this. <laughs> yeah, let us know. I hope if this you is, like. Hope our fun reading does translate to you having fun listening to it. Yeah, yes. like I, I'm imagining you guys as Superman in the box, like dying, <laughs> suffocating underground. But I yeah. hope and it's not the case. Thank you guys for backing us. Yep. And I want to extra thank Elle because she told me that she gave a dollar and now it's five dollars, so she gets to hear this now. Where yeah. she didn't last month. So congratulations, well, you made it. You. This is this is what you were missing. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is the quality material. Only Did she do you. it for a device of her oops? I mean, you get access to it no matter who you give to, so it doesn't matter. You guys, it's both our shit. You literally have to every single Patreon bonus of Sin So yeah, thank you guys for backing and for supporting us. It's super cool and great. Super. Uh, <laughs> oh, I lost my powers. <laughs> yeah, uh, same continuity. <laughs> we, okay. I don't know. Do we do outros for this? No, let's yeah, let's just just quick yeah. out of nowhere. Okay. Done. All right, so thank you all for the bonus episode. I uh, you're Sly. I've been Sly. I've been Ryan. I've been Phil. And I've been Daryl. Stay in continuity. Hello and welcome to Device of the Shoes Patreon episode. Yeah, number eight. <laughs> we are back. For yeah. some Jimmy Olsen guys, Silver Age Guys, 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 before we begin, I am I think I have to confess to you. You're in love with Jimmy Olsen. I think this is my favorite DC comic. <laughs> <laughs> like, this specific issue or just, like, just, Jimmy Olsen's Just Jimmy adventures? Olsen, like, I almost, like, I, I don't feel more happy reading, like, really bad, like, old comics than when I'm reading just, like, Jimmy Olsen's garbage adventures. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen is a character I always liked. But if you ask me, like Ryan always says to Joe, Joe, defend this character. <laughs> and and if Ryan, if Ryan uh, asks me to defend Jimmy Olsen, I'll have cold sweat on my face. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can I cannot think of a reason why I like Jimmy Olsen. I just he, it tickles my fancy whenever I fucking meet his dumb adventures. Because there's something about Jimmy Olsen that he's got the bow tie, he's got freckles, he's Superman's pal. He has this built-in campiness that I feel like makes Superman like. 
The fact that Superman tolerates this fucking idiot and makes him his friend, I feel like we all have that, like, dumb friend that you okay, tolerate I was because gonna he's say, sweet. No, Jimmy Olsen is us. Because none, yeah, of, exactly. none of us are Superman. Ryan wears bow ties, Daryl. He's talking about himself. <laughs> <laughs> We're all this dumb idiot that's like, let me try and help you. And then you do crazy things. The other thing why I really like him is my, my pet theory keeps getting stronger that Jimmy Olsen is actually a villain and we're being fed a false narrative from his viewpoint because <laughs> he keeps trying to kill the Superman and now real quick Phil is also here yes <laughs> I, I'm just like I don't know how to add to this I'm like you know I I do have stupid friends and they are like Jimmy Olsen and they, they're I, around me right I now I don't know I'm talking to them right now so we will be covering Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen number eighty six, the second story. Yeah. So well, when I was thinking of comics, to be, I, I found this one like on Instagram randomly, and uh, I wrote, we were always like doing Patreon like half ass. Like, what are we doing for the Patreon? I don't know. It's just a fucking random story. So they're like, what are we doing for the Patreon this month? And I'm like, um, I don't know. This story. We need Jimmy a break from Heroes in Crisis, which we'll pick up next time. Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, there's a story I, I heard about where Jimmy Olsen goes back in time and becomes a Nazi, and everyone all, everyone just started immediately laughing, and we're like, okay, we got it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And it's so much that that the literally the cover is uh, von Olsen for your work, glorious work on behalf of the fatherland. I hereby promote you to marshal. This is Hitler, <laughs> and uh, handing uh, so, something to Jimmy Olsen who goes, boy, again his campy nature. Superman and my other friends would be shocked if they could see me, Jimmy Olsen, being honored by Hitler as a Nazi hero. Yeah. And he, he's in uniform, there's swastika behind him, there's Hermann Goering. He's Guring. handing him a marshal's baton, so Jimmy Olsen yeah. is <laughs> Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy <laughs> Olsen is a marshal. Like, he's, he's high Which in is the literally ranks. the highest yeah. it's like yeah. almost one of the highest it's a general. Uh, one thing I want to point out and they ex- they mentioned this in the issue. This came out in 1965. This is not that long after World War II ended, guys. <laughs> you to be associating yeah. with Hitler. And your yeah, at and one point, and, Jimmy and, Olsen is like, World War II, I was just a baby during that war. And I'm like, oh my god, this is, you're supposed to be like a teen or yeah. like an early 20s guy. This is so early. <laughs> and also, um, it was knowing that's not actually the cover. This is just a splash page for this particular story. <laughs> I, have a, I have a theory they had this for the cover. And uh, some, some, somewhere down the editorial line, some, somebody was like, let's not have Jimmy Olsen as a Nazi as a selling point <laughs> for like, our fucking book. Keep in mind, this is this is the same amount of time away from World War II as if in three years there was an issue of Jimmy Olsen where he's like, oh, wow, I'm part of the I'm, I'm part of Al-Qaeda now. I'm joined <laughs> up with we, we Osama bin Laden. like that that were like, oh, no, the Joker is like... Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, oh, my God. This is That's happen. true. You're right. I stand corrected. <laughs> like, it is crazy, but it's 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 mostly crazy because it's but it's not campy. If, but that's, that wasn't the Joker being part of, like, 9-11, though. <laughs> Well, there is a Batman story. Where, there was supposed to be Batman story oh, where no. Batman fights, uh, and there was okay. a Captain America story where he fought 9/11 terrorists. I think. Uh, you're right. But he didn't become Al Qaeda. Anyway, how does Jimmy Olsen become a Nazi? Explain okay. to me. So the issue starts with, for some reason, Jimmy Olsen is he's covering a story at the Pentagon, and they're watching World War II documentary footage that they they seized films from. And Jimmy Olsen's like, wow, here's an overexposed canister of film. I'm going to check it out. Wait, he, he actually takes it home and finds out he has it. He stole <laughs> oh. this fucking thing from the Pentagon and like, by accident. This is how he's the villain. He's smuggling stuff literally <laughs> out of the Pentagon. Like, like, that's like, that theory. He's like, oops, I accidentally took out this uh, valuable top secret. Yeah. <laughs> 
I love th- I love this false narrative idea where the footage we see is the villainous acts, but Jimmy Olsen went in and just added thought bubbles of like, I'm really a good guy. Yeah, this is yeah. him like like trying to explain it yeah. away. Like this is he's a, what he's we an would... unreliable narrator. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's so thing. he watches it and he's like, Oh my god, it's a shot of Hitler and his cronies, but that Nazi officer standing beside the Fuhrer is a dead ringer for me. But that's impossible. I was an infant during World War II. So and literally, like, this is the most nonchalant <laughs> way. He's just like so I'm just gonna go back in time and see who that was. Like, there's no like, oh my god, how can I get back? Yeah, he's he like, just like, he's like, oh, I have to. <laughs> let me get a World War II combat correspondent uniform that I rented from a costume shop. He'll brush up on some German lessons, and then he'll just take this time bomb that the professor gave him and go back to D-Day. Yeah, like, and it's he says it as nonchalantly as he like says that he has this costume and took yeah. German. And I'll, I'll just go back to D-Day, and he doesn't teleport himself like. To Hitler's close aides, he teleports himself to the middle of the battle. Yeah, let's say the favorite panel. Uh, it's, if you watch like Saving Private Ryan or any fucking like documentary, DJ was a fucking bloodbath. Yeah, it why would brutal. you go to DJ? And his reaction while people are dying is, "What a thrill, DJ, Normandy beachhead." And this is again twenty years after, so people who like were there are not that old. <laughs> yeah, like if somebody was twenty when they were there, they're forty. That's not. Oh, yeah. It's not that old. So he runs into General Eisenhower. Yeah, he's not president yet. <laughs> and he's like, I have no time for sightseeing. I love uh, this too. What are those crowd of men doing near that tank? <laughs> they're getting cover as they're being shot at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he like jumps into a trench. And he's like, he's hey, in guys. a trench. And he's like, I have an idea. I'll <laughs> pretend to be a German, march you out of here as my prisoners, and then I'll take the poison label from this iodine bottle in the first aid kit and put it on this abandoned German helmet so I'm part of the death's head chemical war. Yeah, that's what I love. He's like, I'll take a poison symbol, slap it on my forehead, and the Nazis will believe that What's I'm one of them better? because they're so bad. All these guys are stuck in the trench and they're like, yeah, okay, we'll go along with it. Capture us for the Germans. <laughs> yeah, like- there's multiple layers of stupidity. Like, the fact that he, there's a, they're being shot at, he, they march out all these soldiers and they don't get fucking murdered. Going you know, I just want to say, if this is how Eisenhower ran his army, <laughs> I don't think he should have been president. Yeah, especially because this guy just showed up who they've never seen, and he's like, let me hand you over to the Germans. And they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I have, my uniform is an authentic costume replica. <laughs> yeah, so they, they, uh, uh, Jimmy Olsen wants him to march across No Man's Land uh, uh, all these soldiers they don't get shot at yeah. they, we, we reach the Germans uh, and they're like I'm part of Death's Head uh, Death's Head the whatever. Germans are just as dumb because they're like oh, okay <laughs> yeah wunderbar von Olsen we know Death's Head was here and we know this fucking freckle faced uh, guy who can't probably speak German uh, <laughs> yeah. is here yeah, you know you know the classic uh, German Aryan uh, Aryan <laughs> archetype red hair and freckles yeah <laughs> So he he marches them over and pretends to throw grenades at them. Yeah, he's so like, they, I'll go execute them by throwing grenades. <laughs> and then when the Germans are like, what the fuck are you doing? And <laughs> he's like, it was foolish to waste ammunition what's, on them, so I used poison gas. What's How so much more expensive is a bullet compared to poison gas? What's so <laughs> amazing is I don't know why they did this. Is that he had enough time to make straw dummies and put them <laughs> down on the ground and be like, look, they're dead over there. It's like, <laughs> but you better keep away. It's poison. 
<laughs> and the general goes brilliant. Bunnelson. Also, again, like with the the false narrative um, theory, he was throwing grenades and he did kill. Yeah, him. Oh, he, he killed those guys. Look at that. Yeah, and he actually went back in time because he did want to join the Nazis. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what he's. Story actually is, and he fucks up. That's a twist in, in the actual story. And then, and then he's like, "How did you capture them? That seems impossible." And he's like, "We von Olsens have always been clairvoyant. I have a crystal ball heirloom that he foretold exactly where the stupid Americans would strike." No. And he pulls out his time bomb. He brings out the time bomb and just Nazis. It's like this can predict the future, don't? And none of them take it. it from him. They're just like, "You can have that." And tell him, Here's yeah. That's and what I was thinking. His... I'm like, "That would be told, taken from you really quick." Yeah, and in his sleeve. He has oh every God. event from World War II written on his arm uh, on an index card. Yeah, he's card. got cheat sheet of... Of not just the day, it's like the exact time. So the he's exact like, moments. a bridge will be blown up in 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. and then it blows up and it's like, oh, I wish we knew earlier. He tells her just enough so it won't be too late to stop it, basically. Yeah. So he's like, oh, then... a bridge, the Americans are going to attack a bridge and then it blows up. And it's like, wow, you were right. They were attacking that exact bridge. You're a captain now. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, he he promotes him to captain right away. Just like uh, you know, in that story we did a while ago about Captain Marvel, like <laughs> all you gotta do to become promoted to captain is just kill a captain and take his <laughs> costume. He just has to say you're gonna lose, and then they lose, and they're like you're captain now. That's it. <laughs> And then he keeps in he keeps informing on them like moments before it happens, so they can't change it. Yeah. And like then he, he, he informs he gets... like that they're gonna have the Americans will bomb the submarine pens at Kiel within the next few moments. Well, first he like... gets promoted to colonel again and gets an Iron Cross. Yeah, and he's like, I must accept this. And then uh, he's like, predicting minor enemy movements is a waste of time. Why not take me directly to Hitler? And they're like, smart thinking. Hitler loves supernatural I love how stuff. Jimmy also thinks it's like this is. This this will be great because I'll learn about like their plans to help like to help I'll, what? I'll to foil, help what? To he change said, I'll help foil their plans, which is like they lose, man, anyway. <laughs> and then he goes and sees Hitler, but doesn't kill Hitler. He just like <laughs> works under Hitler. Yeah, and that's when he tells Hitler like that the they're gonna attack the the submarine, and he's yeah. like, No, that's impossible, and then it happens right away. Well, that's it's to the point. Jimmy accomplishes fucking nothing besides finding out why he was he was Nazi in the past. Yeah. yeah. And so Well that's that was his I, goal though. I, I don't want to reveal how how sad and terrible my life is, but I was looking up some of these events because I'm like, <laughs> I want to I want to know how long Jimmy Olsen has been a Nazi. <laughs> and so the I couldn't find specific like Kale was attacked eighty to hundred times during the events of World War Two, but there's only two like big recorded events that they have, and one of them is towards the end of June, like June twenty fourth by the RAF, like the British. By, in what year? Uh, Day, 1944 oh yeah it has to be 44 yeah so, so this was around this so this is the end of june so i was like okay he's been with the nazis for a month that's a long time to be undercover when you just want to see a man that looks like you <laughs> <laughs> i would i would like to say that the fact that you looked that up and confirmed it means i think that this story is more historically accurate than the dinesh d'souza film we watched for uh oops <laughs> Well, you'll see. So, that there is one thing against my theory later on, but I'm going to counteract <laughs> it with another error I spotted. <laughs> I still stand by my assessment that it is more accurate. Mm -hmm. So then they they realize that oh, the the German submarines couldn't stop it. So Olsen was right again, and Hitler's so mad he rips up a newspaper or his blueprints or something, and he's like, "That's it, Olsen. You're my chief military advisor. Get him a general's and uniform." Do you do that for like someone that can predict the future? Or, like you command armies now. 
So then he makes one successful prediction after another, and then after it weeks. Says for, yeah, for the next few weeks. So you're like, okay, Jimmy, you're too deep undercover. And and Hitler goes, you know, he does just predict all losses. He never predicts any victories. And maybe he's a spy. I love how they show this, and it shows Jimmy also in the background looking at a map with his arms behind his back like he's studying the And they're map. yelling. They're, they're using all caps like in uh, yeah. um, comic books back then. And now my favorite scene. Oh, it's beautiful. So he, they take him to dinner. No, they take him to lunch. And they're like, this is a farmhouse from a, a home-cooked meal. In Belgium, so it's like mm. occupied territory. Yeah. yeah. And this this woman comes over and she's like, Nazi vultures, you take the very food out of our mouths. There's no fucking way a woman to come up with them and just be like that. Yeah, I love yeah. that Jimmy goes, wow, what a gorgeous doll. It's a shame she has to wait on the enemies of her country. Wait, she dropped a piece of paper from her pocket. Oh, was that note dropped accidentally or deliberately? There's something fishy going on around and, here. And it's, uh, it's like a resistance note that says basically, uh, underground headquarters notify Americans that four divisions are moving forward to, toward Antwerp. So, and Jimmy Olsen yeah. immediately jumps up and he goes, Air Fuhrer, I demand this girl be arrested as a spy. This note she dropped will prove she's working for an en- or for the enemy. And Hitler's like, what? Wait, okay, so there's a, there's a very brief narration saying, <laughs> can it be true? Is Jimmy actually betraying an allied agent to the Nazis? And then, but then, Von Olsen, we were just testing your loyalty. This was a trap, but you passed with flying colors. This is Fraulein Lori Lutz, a Gestapo agent. And Jimmy says, ha ha, she gave herself away. Belgian peasant girls usually wear wooden shoes like the Dutch, <laughs> not fancy high-heeled ones like this dame. God. Wow, that's a risky move. That is, like, yeah, this woman to death because she wore nice shoes to cater to the Nazis. And also, uh, if it, uh, like most shitty mysteries from 60s comics, they never show her shoes until they reveal that she's not a Nazi. Yeah. 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 Well, she is only shown in what in two panels. I know, but, this. but like if you're going to see, you got a mystery. You have to see it in some fucking clues. I just, I, this I, this is my favorite panel here, where she goes, "I'm proud to kiss you, a loyal soldier of the Reich, General von Olsen." And he thinks to himself, her initials are LL, like so many other people I know. I'll pretend I enjoy kissing her so those Nazi rats won't get suspicious. Uh, But she's as dangerous as Lex Luthor. No, she's not. But uh, uh, So he kisses her pretending to like it. He, of course, could not. And then then they made babies later pretending to like it. No, but then then every, I think every three pages, Jimmy Olsen gets his uh, promotion. Because then he's like, I'm sorry that my Fuhrer doesn't trust me. Under the circumstances. I wish to resign from your staff. And Hitler goes, don't be silly, Von Olsen. You're worth an entire Panzer division to me. To make it up to you, I'll promote you to Marshal. He's literally done nothing. <laughs> and, and this is when Jimmy gets the promotion. This is the, the splash page. And this I is when Jimmy Olsen realizes, <laughs> I have an ancestor that's a Nazi. I'm the fucking Nazi. Oh, <laughs> I love how long did it take him to realize it's like why you're like so close to Hitler and you're like going on trips with him and you're like hmm, I haven't seen anyone that looks like Jimmy except me traveling with Hitler and then and then Hitler goes be sure you get a good picture of me handing this gold marshal's baton to Von Olsen when our people see these newsreels of our new hero it will boost their morale Jimmy says those newsreel, those newsreel cameras this marshal's uniform I get it now it was my picture I saw captured in that uh, in that captured newsreel yeah. and this made me think of Vonnegut's mother night where the moral of the story is 
even if you have good intentions, if you work with the Nazis and boost Nazi morale and keep the Nazi war machine going, you've done more evil than you could ever be forgiven. Especially for. because he's the one that apparently inspired Hitler to do the Battle of the Bulge, by the way. We're one of the most high-casualty high battles. Yeah, so that's the next thing. Von, von Olsen, we plan an all-out attack on the enemy before long. What do you predict? He goes, there will be a big breakthrough, Air Fuhrer, but it will end up with his biggest defeat. That will be the Battle of the Bulge. Like, he could have convinced him here to just be like you're obviously at this point in the war you're not going to win it's very obvious and then oh this is this is i just the greatest so then they they come back and they're like someone tried to kill me with a bomb you and your crystal ball should have warned me you must be one of the plotters arrest and search him they find the notes of all the german disasters (laughs) yeah it's like that's it you're a spy including the fact that Hitler's gonna commit suicide he gave him (laughs) an idea to commit suicide by the way yeah so then Jimmy's wait, wait, running. Wait, so just real quick before this, because this story is wrapping up. So this is some things I was looking up where I'm like, okay, yeah, because there were like 10 assassination attempts on Hitler after the war started in July 20th, 1944. I saw Valkyrie, that Tom yeah, Cruise movie. That, I know. That, that, was, <laughs> that was the last one that was done. But Hitler first told his generals about the idea for Battle of the Bulge September so I'm like, okay, either Jimmy's only been here a couple of weeks, or he's been here like five months working with the Nazis. Five, 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 five months. months. <laughs> <Exactly> five months. <laughs> so, so then Jimmy Olsen's trying to run away, and Lottie. Wait, Lux first you have to clarify that he forgot about fucking uh, Valkyrie Project Valkyrie. You fucking see that movie? <laughs> yeah, movie. he writes down all these events, but forgets about this. <laughs> yeah. So, so he's Jimmy's running away, and two Nazis are start chasing him, oh and ah, uh, Lottie Lutz. Maybe this LL will be my doom after all. Usually, LLs bring me luck, even though the only LL he's mentioned so far has been yeah, he, Lex. Luthor. And LL is fucking Superman's thing, Lois Lane. And, and, yeah. No, he's also he's. Dating Lucy Lane, Lois Lane's sister. Oh my god! So because there's there's a story later where he's marrying her, and the cover is Superman going, "Oh no, this will be bad for my career if they get married." (laughs) So that's literally half and half. You have Lex Luthor and Lucy Lane. It's half and half, good and bad. It's not. It's always a good thing. So then Lottie Lutz goes, I'll get him, and she shoots, but the bullet ricochets, and talk about breaks, the bullet smashed that swastika on the wall, and two chunks knocked out Goring and Himmler. What kind of fucking round was that? Also, why in this story, do you just throw grenades at people? Yeah. Like, someone's trying to stop him, and instead of, like, going to arrest him, or tackle him, or shoot him, he throws a grenade. And they're in a German thing. Yeah. Right and next goes, to a fucking bunch of Germans, too. Like, they're, 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 he's surrounded by Nazis, and they're throwing a bomb right, right at him. But then, oh, okay, these last couple panels are just the most gold. Jimmy now all of a sudden starts getting thrown through the, the teleporting like time portal. He goes, oh, that grenade got me. My, my body must be paralyzed. I can't feel a thing. But amazingly, Jimmy finds himself back in Metropolis. What a break. The power supply of the time bomb was used up, bringing me back into the president. Into the, president. the exact time the bomb with fucking grenade went it was I whose picture was on that newsreel as one of Hitler's cronies. The Pentagon will never believe me. And hey, what gives? The roll of film crumbled to dust. It must have been affected by being too close to the time so bomb. So now when no one will ever know. The evidence of my life as a Nazi officer is gone for good. Oh, I must have crumbled by accident. Oh, a... no. I, no one but... will ever know I was a Nazi. But then, uh... but then he flashes back 
to the two to Himmler and the other Nazi getting knocked out by the chunks of the swastika. Holy cow! I just realized those pieces of the swastika that knocked out my pursuers were shaped like two L's. Once again, the combination of LL has been lucky for me. The end. And that's the real reason why Jimmy also has a Nazi tattoo on his shoulder. That's <laughs> oh, seriously, guys. Yeah, it's like it's just all oh, guys. It's just a joke. And uh, that that was the greatest nine pages of my life. Oh my god, that, that couldn't have just been nine. Uh, it was. Wow. And so that's so, the story about Jimmy Olsen back in time to become a Nazi, but he fucked up because he didn't tell Hitler about fucking uh, <laughs> Operation Valkyrie. and so i told these guys i also goofed and i there's three stories in this and i read all three because i first thought we had to read the first one where jimmy olsen switches with congo bill's ape remember (laughs) congo gorilla from uh, for justice (laughs) yeah (laughs) he puts his mind (laughs) to the ape's head and the whole time i was reading it i'm like when is this ape gonna be a nazi <laughs> Who's ape trying to fuck Nazis? What the fuck? It's so oh great too because the story's just about like this device that can call down all this kryptonite. And apparently, I never knew that red kryptonite has a variety of effects, including turning Superman into glass and turning him into <laughs> a skeleton. What? <laughs> red kryptonite basically like uh, random fucking bullshit happens. Yeah, and so like Jimmy Jimmy Ape builds like a Superman ass snow, and the scientists are like, amazing. It turns him into snow. Oh, I am. I do want to say I'm skimming through this now. There is an exceptional panel of Superman with a big smiling skeleton <laughs> yeah, suit flying, around. flying around. I like that his suit's loose too because it's just bones. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. It's all about Jimmy trying to get rid of all this kryptonite. He gives the ape a cold because he's out in the cold. And then <laughs> Poor the other story I read was an a fantastic. It's the cover image. It's basically Jimmy Olsen like serving Brainiac and having a robot head, and he's like using the Superman watch, the Z Z Z, to summon him to kill him. And this story is amazing because it starts with Jimmy Olsen going into a van, and he's like, "This van's made of indestructible volnite. It'll make like carrying this million dollars." Like, no one will be able to destroy it, so he's going to cover it from inside the van. And then a bunch of crooks shoot a rocket launcher at it, and it gives Jimmy Olsen irreparable brain damage. (laughs) It's a super... It's like... Well, shit. He's like, I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to have to put him into whatever that... The Twilight Zone. The Phantom Zone. In the Twilight world, but then Brainiac comes and he's like, I'm so smart, I can cure him. And then say he turns him into a robot, and then this has almost nothing to do with the story, because he's trying to, like, set it up. Like, Jimmy Olsen goes around using, the robot Jimmy Olsen goes around using his robot brain to be like, look how smart robots are. Like, we can calculate math and predict weather. And then he summons down, like, Superman, so they're, they're going to kill him with some machine that Brainiac has made invisible, because apparently Brainiac can just be invisible whenever he wants. Well, this <laughs> is the same universe with Wonder Woman's Invisible Jets. So. Oh, good point. And that leads to the next <laughs> issue, and the cover of the next issue. So this is a two-parter, the story? Yes. Is Jimmy Olsen standing over Superman with a kryptonite rock, and he's going, Tough luck, Superman. Luther and Brainiac want to save you, but they're outvoted. I'll have to kill you with this kryptonite. And it shows a legion of like superheroes like Lex Luthor, Cosmic King, Saturn Queen, Lightning Lord, and Brainiac all standing around, and everyone's pointing thumbs down except Brainiac and Lex Luthor, who are pointing thumbs up, going, No, spare him! Yeah, they're both like thumbs down, death of Superman, finish him off. This is just so dumb because it's like. 
it's just you see these covers and you're like, how do you get to this point where like Lex Luthor and Brainiac are here trying to save Superman from being murdered by Jimmy Goddamn? <laughs> That's how to get you to fucking read. You gotta fucking see what's inside. And it's just like the most contrived thing of like <laughs> Superman like. Wait, begging. wait. Do we want to do this for like an actual episode? No, this is just it's so dumb. It's just like Superman like begging for his life in this episode. He's acting cowardly to buy time for the citizens of Candor, that really small city that the Candor like the small people are from. Bring extra us kind of Plutonium. Yeah, and they're trying to construct a necklace to contain all these people in and Superman was- I can't believe that we were waiting for you to be able to record and it was because you were reading this shit. No, no, no. I read this like I read this after we read all the Captain Marvel stuff because I was like, oh, okay. this is so late at night. I was like, this is, I'm just having such a good time. Okay. okay, okay. It's just, I just was imagining you sitting there being like, wow, how does Jimmy Olsen not kill Superman? I have to read. Uh, it's just, it's just like, it's constantly just like the most contrived, nonsensical, like everyone in this story is an absolute moron and idiot. And it ends with Lex Luthor being trapped in prison, going into space. I'm like, I don't know if that's legal <laughs> to do that. Uh, I do. I, I, I'm skimming through it too. And the next, maybe the next story is one that we have to do because it's <laughs> bizarro Jimmy rock and roll star. And it's Jimmy Olsen standing on his head playing guitar, looking like Bizarro, singing, please hate me, little girl, then me be happy, little girl, me glad you so ugly. We should definitely do a Bizarro comic, like, <laughs> next time around, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's just, he's such an endless source of amusement. And he, I also, it's nice, too, to like all these comics, because I don't have to, like, be like, people should read this. I'm like, it's my guilty pleasure. This is just for me. Yeah. This one's for Daryl. <laughs> yeah. My private collection head. <laughs> Plus, I, I just, I think I always get tickled when people want to make interesting, like, premises in their books. And it's like, how do you get to this point where the cover is accurate? I love that stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. the ape pointing the gun wanting Moby Dick. You're like, how do you get there? Like, you're given the how the puzzle should look. And then you're like, how yeah. do I arrange it such that it gets to that point? See, you get it. So Daryl was saying, like, me and mine are always like, we like Marvel at this time better. But Daryl's like, no. DC was doing it right. No, I've always loved Silver Age DC, and I've never been able to explain why. And Daryl, just by reading a fucking couple Jimmy Olsen issues, fucking nails it. Uh, well, I especially love Jimmy Olsen. I hate these things. <laughs> I, I do. I especially love him because he's just so impotent and dumb and possibly malicious. <laughs> And there's like literally like no fucking great Tribulus stories. I don't think like literally like actually good. <laughs> yeah, ones. that's why they're all great too because none of them are must reads. <laughs> We should do some of the Jack Kirby Jimmy Olsen issues where he introduces fourth. World. I was thinking about that, but that'd be so fucking ambitious. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the thing about this, Daryl, like all the stuff they're building up to the like, Justice League movie and stuff like that, yeah. it was introduced in this fucking series. <laughs> in Justice League, like yeah, the like stuff? the like, God, like Dark Side, the fucking <laughs> the guy from that movie and shit like that. Uh, so next month we'll be doing uh, Heroes of Crisis. <laughs> I'm sure it's it'll two be and a lot less ridiculous, right, guys? Yeah. We yeah. don't know. Maybe Jimmy Olsen could be there as a Nazi, and he's if, the if, one who. If only Jimmy Olsen's fucking there, we, we got fucking Harley Quinn instead. Yeah. <laughs> so what we'll a love doing it. Jimmy Olsen killing Booster Gold. 
<laughs> we'll be doing issues two and three, and then uh, we'll be back for more whatever. But he's like is. accidentally. It's like, oh no, a knife slipped out of my hand and stabbed Booster Gold while we were flying. God, what a coincidence! <laughs> oh my god! And then he's the one. He like it has all those superheroes that die. He recounts the way he killed them accidentally. <laughs> and, 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 and Superman is like his friend. So he's like, I can't. Die. He made pal. He got to be a good guy. I trust him. Oh my god! god damn, Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> well, thank you guys. <laughs> thank you guys for supporting us. Um, for supporting this nightmare. Uh, uh, I'm so glad that your money has gone to convincing Daryl that the Silver Age is good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's good. <laughs> it's also been sent to torture Phil with this shit. No, this is like uh, this is like introducing someone to a really weird fetish, and they start getting into it. Yes, and you're like, okay, like we don't have to be happy about this, though we are. <laughs> that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, thank you for listening and supporting us. I've been Ryan. I've been Sly. I've been Phil. I've been Jimmy Olsen. Uh, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to kill us. I know it, Daryl. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. All the evidence is gone. <laughs> I'm the Nazi. Uh, stay in pre-crisis continuity, everybody. <laughs> stay okay. in Patreon mode. Hello, and welcome to Divisive Issues, the Patreon episode. Burp, the, burp, there's burp. many, but A1. The first one of 2019. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to kick off the year right. With yes. Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. We're back. We're back on our old bullshit again. <laughs> yeah, so we're covering Jimmy Olsen, uh, number 125. Uh, subscribe to the cover. It's Superman and Jimmy Olsen are watching a movie. Superman's crying. <laughs> With a clenched <laughs> fist under the table. And he looks very tense. So I'm <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Jimmy Olsen has an eye drop. Uh, under his tears, and he's collecting Superman's tears with a gleeful look, uh, look on his face. And Superman's saying, Jimmy, what kind of pal are you? How can you laugh at this heartbreaking movie? And Jimmy says, don't ask questions, just keep bawling, Superman. Every teardrop is precious to me. <laughs> and the title is Superman's Saddest Day. The thing that I love about this, this is December 1969. So this is like after that like this is during like that green lantern run when john stewart shows up and like oh my God. comics are good now and this is still jimmy olsen yeah yeah i'm like i, I love jimmy olsen because he's like he's from a bygone age where superheroes were all campy and nothing was serious i'm like oh no yeah. this is like we're crossing the streams i actually like this one one thing i have to say <laughs> i agree phil i did I think this is my favorite Jimmy Olsen okay, comic Okay, this, this is my least favorite one. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, this Darryl. is by far my favorite. This, I was loving it. All right, so I asked, I asked Daryl and Phil before they read it what they thought it was, was going to be about. Because that's the point is to lure you into the cover. <laughs> mm-hmm. Daryl said he, he thought it was some kind of alternate reality something. Something had to be going on. It can't be what it was. Yeah. And Phil, <laughs> Phil presumed like uh, Jimmy's collecting medicine or something from Superman. Like like his tears, like, like a phoenix tears, you know? Like yeah. King, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what did you think, Ryan, before you read it? I assume that Jimmy was, like, mind-controlled by some villain, and, like, Lex Luthor needed his tears for some sort of magic potion or to something. To me, I feel like that's such an easy answer. I'm like, there has to be, like, I'm looking for, because it's always him being mind-controlled in, like, every issue where he's an asshole to Superman. So I'm like, yeah. I want something, like, completely different that's, like, a little bit weird, but not, like, super weird. And so I was like, alternate reality, I guess. Well, that's well, that's why such was great because it it was something. Yeah, let's say that you get what you wanted. Yeah. So uh, the closest one out of all of us is actually Phil. But let's get mm-hmm. into it. What did you think, Sly? I, I thought it was like something out of context. Like they're they're watching a movie and like Superman uh, had to cry to expel poison or something like that. 
Oh, like Jimmy was trying to save him some way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is like that. It's just a weird like wrench in this whole thing. Is that it's like Superman's yelling at him for laughing at a heartbreaking <laughs> movie. So you're like, what? why would why would Jimmy laugh at a heartbreaking movie and collect tears? I thought the first page was actually the more like setting up. I was like, this is interesting. Yeah. What is he? <laughs> That's making? what I was going to say <laughs> is I was like, I'm so ready to read this dumb thing. And then I turned to the first page and it's like Jimmy smiling, holding up this like giant test tube with tears pouring in it. And out of the top of it is like a rainbow coming out. And in the left, there's a, there's there, well, th- so there's four <laughs> different guys crying. It says, these are the tears of a clown. And it's like panels, to a crying four clown. different panels. Yep. Yeah. Uh, drop these going tears into are the being shed by Superman, who is a Kryptonian. These tears flow from the eyes of a king, and these tears come from a killer. When the tears of these four are mixed together in this vial, the result will be able to create a strange and awesome power. But to accomplish this, Jimmy Olsen must cause his best pal to suffer grief on Superman's saddest day. Yeah, this is when I was like, this is interesting. Like, what could he need? The tears of a killer and a clown and a king? Aww. I love, not, not, you're like, I gotta see where this goes. I find this interesting. <laughs> So we start right, right off the bat. Jimmy is scuba diving in the Caribbean and he's exploring these coral reefs and he finds a like old uh, busted up ship, uh, like a shipwreck. And he goes in and all he finds is barnacles and an old book that is ye lost oracles of Nostradamus. Not in a of, case, yeah, not wrapped of all around, things, just a loose book. <laughs> of all things, underwater, a book. And it, it's still white and, like, fine underwater. <laughs> I also like it's called uh, The Lost Oracles of Nostradamus, because Nostradamus is a prophet. He knew these writings would get lost. So <laughs> it, it, it found by Jimmy Olsen, all people. And Jimmy is opening it on the beach, and the book is literally sitting in a puddle as it leaks out. <laughs> and he's like, the lost oracles of Nostradamus. He was the 16th century prophet whose predictions all, all came true. true. <laughs> I mean, it says later on, according to history, Nostradamus' <laughs> oracles never missed. Uh, so I don't know much about Nostradamus. I'm, that's, that's not true, right? Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, of okay. course not. So all the pages are faded from the water except for one prophecy that's still readable. And I, this is when I was like, this is the best Jimmy Olsen comic I've ever read. She goes, hmm, Nostradamus must have stumbled upon some magic formula. I wonder what that mysterious power could be. And here's the prophecy. Who gathers tears from king and clown, from killer and Kryptonian of renown. And mixes the potion quick as he can, will acquire a power unknown to man. And Jimmy's just like, how did he know about Kryptonians? Oh, of course, he can see the future. Yeah, I actually love that because it's like, <laughs> it's like it's a, it's an easy way to fix that. You're just like, yeah, he's he can see the future, so he knows that Superman's going to eventually come to their <laughs> Yeah, sense. boom. Like, I guess so, right? Closes yeah. the loophole. <laughs> I like how he says a good toy, not like an alien... Upper- yeah, yeah, he knew straight up what planet. But he specifically is like, yeah, it's... I got funny. you. But all the other ones are vague enough that you can fit anyone to those roles. It has to be Kryptonian. Yeah. And Jimmy fantasizes, what power could this be? Could, could I be like King Midas and turn everything into valuable gems? And then this great, great picture of him at a hot dog stand holding a hot dog with a bunch of diamonds on top instead of ketchup. Yeah. And then, and like, and I like, the, uh, Superman, like, knows, Jimmy uh, also knows Superman, this hero. And he fantasizes all these mundane ways of powers. Like, he's like, I want to find the power to fly. I could fly to my work at the Daily Planet instead of... <laughs> yeah. uh, He's elevator. such a goddamn idiot. 
So first, he's like, I gotta go find a neighboring country that has a king. So he goes to Dominia. So just like as an overview, one of the reasons why I didn't like this is I have my pet theory of that Jimmy Olsen's secretly a villain and that like he, everything's <laughs> being told incorrectly through like a, a like um a washed out lens of him like skewing the truth to where he's like, oh no, I accidentally killed Magnum. Too Man. sincerely. <laughs> whereas whereas with this, this is the first comic where Jimmy Olsen is just malicious where it's like i just want power to do dumb shit like have <laughs> diamonds on hot dogs and go to work faster but, but, but no but this is when you find out what the actual yeah but i'm saying is, he's trying to tone it down he's trying to tone it. i just want to do dumb things like fly to work when in reality he wanted an ultimate power don't spoil was, yes. <laughs> but it's still like this is him actively being malicious trying to make people cry whereas i like jimmy just like clumsily falling through things successfully and then this is like too competent to me this ruined his character like i finally understand what happens (laughs) in like civil war when mark millar has like he's not really malicious no he is trying he's mostly malicious in this trying to make people cry not like the worst thing in the fucking world (laughs) this is me i guess yeah but he's trying (laughs) to cry he's trying to cry for selfish gain it's not like i need to help these people he's like i really just want a lot of power if i could if i could get a magic power i would make you guys all cry Daryl loves Nemesis, who murders babies. He loves Death's Head, who's like a, a, an assassin <laughs> robot. But Jimmy also makes, makes have, guys Have any cry. of them pretended to be good people? Like, where they're like, I'm a stand-up guy. <laughs> I'm oh Superman's pal. <laughs> that's the thing. Jimmy is not a good person. And, like, the story is so fucked up. He couldn't even whitewash it well enough. He's like... Hey, yeah, he's and that's why I don't... Because I, I, I miss... That's why I like it, because even... He, like, he, he fucked up. It's like him being a Nazi. Like, it's so obvious he's full of shit. And it's so, so obvious he's full of shit here. But uh, he's trying to cover up as best he can. Okay, so anyway... Just like America in the late 60s, Jimmy Olsen is going to a South American country to mess with their uh, rule of authority here. And he goes to King Miguel, and he's like, how do I get in there to help him cry? I need to get his tears. (laughs) So he goes in, and all the guards catch him. The penalty for going into the castle is five years in the dungeons. I'm like, and wow. And also, like, they all have spears. Like, he, it, <laughs> this whole scene is written like it's in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah and they're like conquistadors. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just it is like pretty that. strange. And uh, they're strange. like, okay, so uh, you have five years or you're going to work as our, our, our cook now. Yeah, well, no, they, they're like, five years in the dungeon. He's like, oh, I was just uh, looking for a job. And they're like, how convenient. You're now the new cook. <laughs> and then you see yeah. the old cook getting taken away <laughs> in a coffin <laughs> because apparently if you can't keep up with the king's appetite, they behead you. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Superman to stop this dude from his petty, <laughs> like, grievances and murders? So, Superman doesn't interfere with foreign governments, Daryl. Just like the 1960s, America's involving themselves in a dictatorship over here. <laughs> I just like, said I, that! They're, they're, no, I'm and saying... nobody I'm adding to the joke because you're like they're bad for doing it but they're good for doing it because this king is a dickhead yeah (laughs) so Jimmy is he's now in the in the kitchen and he's like this is a perfect time I'm gonna make the spiciest sandwich and that'll make him cry and meanwhile he meets the princess Princess Lorita. Who, she's smitten by him. She's like, you're so handsome, Jimmy. You're too young, too handsome to die. So we see a montage of Jimmy, like, crying while he cuts up a bunch of onions and has a jar of ultra-hot peppers. We should point out that Lorita's more on the Rubenesque side. She's a larger woman. And so this comic just repeatedly makes jokes about her liking food. 
But well, also, yeah. but well, it's a fair, family. But to be fair, her father's really fat too. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was like a family it's thing. It's not like, oh, it's look at his fat. Dumb yeah, except it's, then she's like eating a sandwich in the next page. But they're <laughs> shaming both of them because yeah. they're like they they literally say that if the cook stops cooking for one moment, the king's <laughs> appetite will be so voracious that they will behead the chef. Yeah, it's not it's not a sexist fat shaming; it's just general fat shaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah fair, fair. So. He makes he, he, Jimmy makes this long sandwich, the likes of which the kingdom has never seen, where filled with onions and hot peppers, and he loves it so much that they give him the Medal of Honor as a hero of Dominia. In fact, they name the dish after him and call it the Hero Sandwich. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! So he's just a hero sandwich to this fucking dumb country. Yeah, yeah. and then she eats a triple decker sardine scallions and salami sandwich, which <laughs> Jimmy calls it calls the Superman special. Because only, only a stomach, stomach of steel can <laughs> digest it. And then, but the king is unfazed by this. He's like, I love this sandwich, but he's not crying. And then the princess bursts out and she says, I've been waiting for a man like Jimmy all my life. I'm going to marry him. And like any respectable father, that causes the king to burst out in tears. <laughs> well, it's because she's trying to marry the cook. He goes, my daughter married to a commoner, a royal princess, the bride of a mere kitchen lackey. Oh, the disgrace. I'll never live it down. <laughs> sob, he starts crying. Sob. And then uh, he's just crying forever. And then Jimmy's like, you know, you can't break your father's heart like this. I won't let you sacrifice yourself. Your country needs you. I gotta go. And she's and she like, says, uh, I'll never forget you or your sandwiches. And then and he that, picks up the tears off the table with his eye drop, <laughs> little eye dropper. So first one down. Yeah. <laughs> I love how Jimmy's like, I have to pretend to enjoy kissing Nazis. And then there's like this chubby princess. And he's like, uh, get away from me. <laughs> oh my God. So then he goes to visit Clarence, the world's funniest clown at the circus. And just coincidentally, there's a movie star there with a, a million dollar necklace and she's Batman is there to guard. So the I was I was like, this is interesting. Like, does, is Batman like, does he like just bodyguard rich people? Is he just like there? Like, <laughs> in this era, people just fucking, some years ago, just show up and have the plot convenient for them. Like, oh, Superman's <laughs> helping his boat across the fucking uh, It, w- it would be River interesting River. if Batman spent his time bodyguarding rich people. Because <laughs> then he's like not, yeah, you know, it's like yeah, really vigilante at that point. And, and this does back up Daryl's point because uh, Jimmy's plan is to f- fuck oh up Clarence's uh, yeah. act and and ruin him in front of this wealthy heiress or whatever, <laughs> and basically ruin his career, ruin his career, ruin his reputation, and make him cry. And you know what <laughs> I think most of all is that he's doing all that, and then he says he'll explain to Miss the rich lady later why he had to ruin the act, not to the clown who he's ruining his life to get his tears. Yeah. He's like, I need to explain to this wealthy woman. Yeah, well, while she's getting while well, while she's getting the speech, she, the clown's fucking hanging himself. <laughs> oh man! But uh, that's a total bait and switch. Because while he is expositing to himself, a playful gorilla rips oh up Jimmy's disguise. <laughs> so DC, he's stop. like, oh. <laughs> he's like, I have to find some other way to make him cry. And then, <laughs> and then he's so. Meanwhile, while Jimmy watches from the stands. You have the clown is just getting like mauled by a bull and everyone's laughing. Mm-hmm. It's and a fake then, bull. There's a little yeah. It's like legs. a bunch of guys in it. Oh, I so, didn't yeah. see that nuance yeah. that it has a bunch of knees. Then there's a big jack in the box that pops up right near Batman and the and the movie star, and it's a clown whose disguise is so perfect that they have green hair, white skin, and a domino mask. And also, yes, he's wearing purple and green, which is not the joke <laughs> colors at all. And Batman's like, interesting. Yeah, and then yeah. he points his flowers at Batman, and he's like, smell these, Batman. 
And, and that man goes, uh, this is gas. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, this this mystery villain grabs the necklace and knocks out Batman with this knockout gas. Mm-hmm. But luckily, Jimmy's there on the scene. And Robin <laughs> has coached him in the use of all their equipment many times. I'm so an expert the... with your batarang and bat rope. <laughs> a, luckily, what? me and Robin have teamed up before. <laughs> I guess so. Superman's pal, Batman's pal. They probably had a comic. I feel, yeah, because there was a Superman-Batman team-up book called World's Finest for, like, decades. There had to be, like, a Robin Jimmy Olsen story every once in a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll so save the Jimmy, day. So Jimmy catches this crook, and Batman goes, let's find out who he is. And he takes the <laughs> I mask off. I still don't off. know. <laughs> he takes the mask off, and he's like, oh, it's the Joker. <laughs> My enemy, the Joker, who uses comedy tricks in his crimes. And again, that's just because they have to explain for like people who don't. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I like the idea so of like is... who's reading this and they're like, "Who's this Joker fellow?" Yeah. <laughs> I do love this though. How like every time you're like, he's gonna get the tears in one way. He's yeah. like, wait. The Joker is a clown, and he takes the Joker's tears because the Joker starts why, crying. Why is the Joker cl- crying? Because an amateur idiot like Jimmy Olsen <laughs> caught him. Yeah. So far, everyone's just crying because Jimmy Olsen's an <laughs> asshole and idiot. And all of us, there's the panel of him taking the tears, and Batman's like smiling in the back. He's like, Jimmy, what's with the eyedropper bit? Instead of being like, what the hell are you doing? And Jimmy, Jimmy's just like, oh, uh... Uh, Jimmy just takes it, and Batman's like, "I get it. You're starting some kind of trophy collection. That's cute. Like, like yeah, like you start a trophy collection of tears, <laughs> yeah. the tears of your villains that you capture. Uh, Batman's probably like, I could do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. so, so Actually, Batman text- is probably the one to let weird shit like that go. To be like, okay. <laughs> so, oh, also, I like that Joker's colored accidentally in this panel is peach faced. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, do they like wash him off? No, it's probably just an accident. So now Jimmy's like, I have a good idea because he's reading the newspaper, thinking about where to find a killer, and he just he gets permission to interview the man who assassinated a prime minister in a near eastern country. It's like Turkey, like definitely. Yeah. And there's just like guys on the street sharp- sharpening big <laughs> so swords. This, this was also great because I didn't expect this to be so like uh, uh, adult. Where he went to go, I thought he'd just find like a killer, but he's like he goes to interview this assassin, and he the, and he's like you know like a lot of times before they get executed they cry, and this guy's like the prime minister was gonna become a dictator. I'd kill him again if I had to. I'd die happily, and he's like, damn, I can't get him to cry. Yeah, this is he's this too much like, like sly. I have, yeah, he's like, I have to kill. Him. Kill death the tyrant. Yeah, no remorse, <laughs> no cowardice. But then he does say, thank God, I can't even look. Thank God they've abolished capital punishment in my hometown, Metropolis. What a fucking, what a fucking live, Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> also, only in the city. <laughs> but wait, looks like someone else besides me was upset by the execu- execution. Wow, what a twist. It's the break I needed. And he's like, this is the most ironic thing I've ever seen. May I have your tears as a souvenir? And it's the it's the executioner is crying, mm-hmm. who is now a killer. And the funny thing is, he miscolored him on the first on the first panel, so he's white with a pink lip, so he looks like this fucking Joker. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, oh wow, a, the tears of the top killer of them all, the executioner. I love that dude. That's the like this is like literally like a comedy sketch. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he's crying, and he's like, yes, my friend, executions are heartbreaking. They always affect me this way. If that's the way you feel, why don't you quit your job? Because it's the only trade I know. My father was an executioner. My grandfather before him. What else can I do? I feel like I brought this up on the Oops show, uh, when we did Oops. Yeah. But like uh, executioners' jobs were a family business always. Like 
the a lot of medieval kingdoms because you can't hire. It's hard to hire people to want to just kill people all day. They would like there would be families that they would like outsource to. They're like, okay, that family is going to send us one of their sons to be. An this is why Phil likes it. The historical accuracy. Yeah, here's the thing. Context. I th- I feel like this story was originally plotted as if he was traveling through time because all of these places oh, are in like different oh, times it, and they're just like not. It. Yes, that is a good point. I think he's playing on the, uh, people in the sixties not knowing much about the world. Yeah. So they're like everywhere is like a a movie I've seen. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I also yeah. I like how Jimmy Olsen like the the executioner is walking away saying what else can I do and then instead of helping this guy Jimmy Olsen goes poor guy but I have problems of my own <laughs> <laughs> I need to make Superman cry that's a great problem <laughs> but that's why I think it's a good but like the some things why I think it's a good issue because that's actually a pretty good setup and, and joke there that, like, <laughs> the executioner yeah. is the one that's tearful I, I, yeah, I yeah the same thing the the, the yeah. guy who he was trying to get was like fuck the government as he gets killed and then the, the guy kills him <laughs> cries so then he calls Superman. And he's and he shows him Nostradamus's prediction, and Superman doesn't think anything of it, and he's just like, "This might be dangerous, though, uncontrollable." And he's like, "What? You scared? I'm going to compete?" Yeah. And then Superman says, maybe my favorite line. He says, "Okay, I'll go along with the gag, but how can you make me cry? I'm invulnerable to pain <laughs> and, and fear. fear." I was shocked by that. I'm like, "Is this canon? Does he not feel fear?" <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> he has to feel fear. And <laughs> in, in the in the Silver Age, he had every fucking power. <laughs> That's more than a power. That's like not being human. Then <laughs> no, that's, that's like a, that's like Paladin in D and D, aura of courage. Never... No, but they're they're immune okay. to like uh, magical fear. I think they can still be scared, like of death and stuff. Right? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Superman's Im- impervious to existential fear. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like there's a difference. Like if someone's trying to like force, like might like you know mind control you to be scared or something. Yeah. Well, truly, wouldn't a Superman, the Ubermensch above us all, wouldn't be above fear? <laughs> But wouldn't he at least be afraid of like loneliness or something? No, he doesn't fear. fear he doesn't fear the plight of man. He doesn't fear anything. <laughs> so, cool. So, so Superman uh, wraps Jimmy in his cape and brings yeah, him what? to the fort. He was already <laughs> carrying him. Why did he wrap him? In his I, I think because they're in uh, the for, uh, fortress of salt is Antarctica. I think to keep him warm. This uh, <laughs> keep everything I'm impervious to cold it's, too. But so what is he afraid of his friend getting sick? I don't think so. <laughs> so Superman is he's carrying him and Jimmy's like, "Don't worry, when I have superpowers, I'll use it to help you whenever you ask me." And Superman goes, "Oh, he's my best pal, but brother, what an ego." <laughs> I also like this as his first way to try to make Superman cry. I was like, "Wow, he kind of is a dick." Yeah. <laughs> so first thing he does is he brings Superman into the Hall of Memories and he's like, "Hey, look at this memorial to your dead Kryptonian parents." Yeah, idiot. Superman's like, "I read it." Not- go in there and so it's not just that jimmy olsen like he shows him it and superman just has his arms crossed and jimmy olsen goes what go what goes on here how can you stand before your parents memorial and not shed a tear what kind of guy are you don't you have a heart it's like jesus like <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's guilty like of a picture of your dead crying. parents how can you not cry but, okay <laughs> superman's response is so wild <laughs> because he's like, "Sure, I have a heart, Jimmy. Follow me. I have something to show you." And he goes to the Hall of Archives. I didn't and understand why, of films. What was the point of this. And <laughs> Superman's like, "Today's the anniversary of the destruction of Krypton, my home planet. To commemorate it, I ran off this film on which I recorded the catastrophe with a special camera which overtakes light waves of the past and recaptures bygone errors. And it flashes back to Superman watching a movie of him as a baby getting shipped off to it's, space. It's not a movie. It's not a movie. It's we actually recap." <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's it's a uh, film all movies are like too sly. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then the planet explodes and it shows Superman crying and he's, Mother, Dad, what a horrible way to die. And he's like, see, Jimmy, I'm not stone-hearted. I'm just it's, all it's cried It's him crying out. in the past, remember, so Jimmy yeah, can't yeah, yeah. get those tears. Yeah, he's like, I, I did this earlier today, I guess. He's yeah. like, hey, it's the anniversary of Krypton. Let me go watch my parents die. And <laughs> yeah, he so cried. Yeah, all his tears out for, for the day. And now Jimmy's like trying to say what shit. And he's like, whatever. I already cried this morning. Fuck you, Jimmy. About my parents. <laughs> but Jimmy has a secret weapon. It's the Film Archive S305. Superman goes, Jimmy, no, not that. <laughs> and he puts it on. And it's footage of Superboy's childhood in Smallville. And look, this is, Jimmy assumes, the high school he must have gone to. He was probably one of those students in disguise. Look at all those <laughs> childhood friends. And Superman starts crying. And that's when he says, I knew that bit of sentimental nostalgia would turn you on. Hold it, Superman. I want some of those precious tears. Superman's and as, as he's crying and as Jimmy is taking them, there's a scene <laughs> where Superman is thinking, Jimmy doesn't know that what really made me cry was the shot of the Smallville Cemetery where my foster parents are buried. I'll never forget them. And it shows Jonathan Kent and Martha Kent's graves as the tear dro- as the eyedropper is dro- taking his yeah. So the story is that uh, Jimmy's like, look at your dead parents, Superman, fuck you. And uh, he gets him by showing his other dead parents. Like, like, Superman was expecting the two dead parents in a row. This, this was man. such like, it, it was such a weird meta twist because I was like, they're dead? They died? Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that either. And uh, before, the, like, a, lot of, a lot of stuff like you know, like Superman and Batman, they came after uh, the the uh, '80s reboot, like before the '80s. Uh, the '80s is when Alfred became Batman's foster father, uh, and yeah. the '80s is when uh, the, Superman's parents lived. Because before, uh, like uh, you know, these, these stories were mostly filler, so they didn't have, really have like supporting cast as much. Mm-hmm. So usually, yeah. like parents usually. Oh yeah, dead. so you wouldn't need them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what a, what a shocker though! Because I was like, man, how many times has John Kent died now? <laughs> A lot. Yeah, they fucking always kill him. I was fucking <laughs> So he, now that Jimmy has all these, he mixes those four tears together and in his vial, and they start to glow. Who knows goes, what terrific power I'm about to acquire? And Superman's <laughs> like, watch out, Jimmy. <laughs> What's this? I didn't get any power. The tears just turned into an incandescent gas, which gives off light. And Superman goes, very interesting. Let me see that. And he holds it. And he goes, remember, Jimmy, in Nostradamus's day, getting light from a glass tube would be considered a fantastic unknown power. So this fucking guy could predict that Kryptonians would come, but couldn't predict a light bulb. Well, that's what you think, but Nostradamus was predicting. That's what Jimmy Olsen better. thinks. Because Jimmy that's what Jimmy Olsen thinks. Yeah, you're yeah. just Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> he couldn't predict a light bulb. So Jimmy's like, oh, well, that sucks. See you later. Yeah, thanks, pal. For a while, I thought I was going to be giving you super, super competition. Yeah. Yeah. So then Superman drops him off at the Daily Planet. This time he's not wrapped in a cape. And he takes he takes this vial to a distant, uninhabited world. And he thinks, Jimmy doesn't know it, but Nostradamus' formula gave him a far greater power than he dreamed. And Superman flashes back. He checked the vial with his microscopic vision, and it was glowing with increasing atomic radiation. So he shielded Jimmy's body from the dangerous radiation with his invulnerability. <laughs> and then he, on the deserted planet, he throws the vial, and it was a nuclear bomb, which would have made a holocaust on Earth. Wow. his words. Jimmy will never know the fantastic power he held in his hand. Oh, I love that fucking end, too, that Jimmy's like, ah, it's, it's useless. And he's like, oh, my God, he almost destroyed the Earth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I like about it, because... Jimmy also was clearly trying to make a nuclear weapon. And <laughs> Superman, Superman stopped him and threw him on the non-habitable planet. Jimmy also had to, had to rewrite history. And it's the best you could think of. Like, oh, I was just trying to 
make people cry so I can get the tears. <laughs> you know, the reality, he's trying. All right, I'll buy into that. I, I like. I'm. I'm like. I like it, the comic a little more now that I. Okay. I didn't think that Jimmy Olsen was trying to make a bomb. <laughs> I don't. Which he clearly was. And there's no plot holes, and that's what makes it amazing. <laughs> there's no plot holes. Everything These weird up. foreign countries that exist out of time. Well, that, you know, whatever. I mean, It's just universe. Not, it's not our universe. You're just assuming. Yeah, and they, yeah. they live in... Everyone in Mitchell except Metropolis is like a, a foreign, barren, like, wildland, basically. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this universe, Dr. Jamis, has also had perfect, perfect prediction. <laughs> I think I still like the ones where, like, the events keep cascading and building on top of each other. Whereas this was, like, it's for, like, funny stories. Like, it's almost like a kid's yeah. riddle type of yeah, deal. Yeah, it's like an anthology. Like, Jimmy yeah, yeah, four yeah. little gags. Yeah, and yeah then it's, like, it's like four... You know, it's like four side quests instead of one increasingly ridiculous main plot. Yeah, in which a man gets buried alive and murdered. <laughs> we do we do see guys get murdered, though. <laughs> That's true. But it wasn't because of Jimmy that they necessarily got murdered. It doesn't have the extent of creativity that the the one where they took Superman being buried alive and created a story where he goes to another country <laughs> and that guy is actually an uh, evil Superman and then he dies because of a gopher and all that shit happened. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, they're all so good, but I think this one is my favorite. I agree. Nah. So, nah. Trust me, me choose one. I like them all. I think they're all good. <laughs> yeah, I do. They're like all them. my children. My my <laughs> terrible Jimmy Olsen redheaded freckled face children. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a pal. So, thank you, dear patrons, for backing us and allowing us to explore these fun things wait, on the off wait wait do you guys like these comics not not divisive issues people the people listening like you right now do you uh, like i was about Jimmy? to say oh yeah let's know uh, uh we're gonna be doing a lot of polling i don't know if we're doing it right now but we want to poll our fans okay. so yeah uh, poll us poll you guys right now what do you think of these comics you want to do some more do you want to <laughs> otherwise we're just gonna keep doing them and you have to tell us to stop <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, just tweet at us at Device of Issues. Yeah, or us email or... us at deviceofissues at gmail dot com. Yeah, I checked that email address like once every couple months. <laughs> <laughs> well, when and... we polling people in that address, we have to check them more often. That's true. That's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, we'll be back. And you know, I want to especially thank the patrons because your money is buying me Euros in Crisis and pre sneak preview for next month. Uh, next issue, I got a lot of big fucking problems with. Oh, boy. Well, I, I, Keeps I going. Read, uh, I haven't read the release issue yet. Uh, yeah, so uh, stay tuned for next month's Patreon episode. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to continue Heroes in Crisis. Well, fuck. I, I like that <laughs> no one knows the conclusion. We're all just waiting yeah. to see. No, I, I'm... There, I'll just put it this way. If we weren't doing it with you guys, and I always have a fun time talking about it, there's no way I would continue reading this Wow. <laughs> but, whatever. Will, you guys will hear all about that next time. Okay. So, for Divisive Issues, I've been Ryan. I've been Sly. I've been Phil. And I've been Daryl. Stay in continuity. Stay in Patreon mode. Yes. Let's get it right. (laughs) Yeah, Ryan wants to keep buying a comic he hates. Good job, guys. Can you imagine bringing your kid to this type of event where you're to have fun with your son and then Superman's there just kicking your ass? You're like, who, how can this be allowed? Like, can you just do something better with your time? Like, can't you go to fucking space? Can't you, like, solve, like, the, the family? <laughs> and Jimmy the whole Wait, time is Phil, just like, that's is, my dad. Your voice is, like, really low for some reason. It's time. really deep. <laughs> Did your boss just drop? Could you go somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> Did it, it just started? Is there, like... 
Yeah, like you're, yeah. Let's, let's pause like you're, and let me re 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 like reconnect the mic or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Divisive Issues Patreon special bonus episode for this beautiful Christmas month of December. Do we say our names in these? No, we don't. <laughs> no, you okay. know who we are. And if you don't, get the fuck you out. You know who we be, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what we've done. <laughs> so we're back to our old stomping grounds. Our old reliable. Back to our bullshit. <laughs> or bullshit, <laughs> yes. yeah. We're going to talk about a couple Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen yes. issues. And up first, we're doing the first story from Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, volume one. Issue seventy one. I fucking hate September nineteen sixty three. I hate, 1963. I hate, <laughs> hate that we this? do this. I hate that I, I hate this is my least favorite part of my life right I, now. I, I had mentioned to like our group chat to them, but th Jimmy Olsen is my cane. I love him. I think he is the best <laughs> Superman character by far. I always have fun with him. He's stupid and I wouldn't mind if he died forever, but I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy what I've read of him. <laughs> And uh, this issue, like I said, September 1963, that makes it older than both my parents, <laughs> so very topical. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking at the DC Wiki right now, and it's, it says Kurt Swan penciled it, but uh, no writer has claimed credit for this issue. <laughs> That's a shame. This, is, a, this is an okay one. And unfortunately, we are only doing the first story, but I am intrigued by the second story, Jimmy Olsen meets Cleopatra. I, was, I also was intrigued, actually. <laughs> I, I, I read a little bit about of that. I don't think it's Cleopatra. It's like some, he, there's some scheming going on there for that <laughs> scientist. Just the one sentence synopsis of the on the DC Wiki is to try and get the secret of Professor Potter's levitator. Spies capture him and Jimmy Olsen and attempt to convince them that they have traveled back in time to Cleopatra's <laughs> Egypt. What a dumb thing! <laughs> Phil, how and can then, you hate oh, this? Oh, and then the third story. The third story is uh, the nine lives of Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen's giving a magic cat's paw by a grateful African tribe, which endows him with nine lives, eight of which he uses up by the end of the story. <laughs> And then in his last life, he's in a fucking coffin. Uh, unbeknownst <laughs> yeah. his first life. No. Okay, so it's like, what's going on in this cover? Yeah, so, uh, like Phil suggested, um, you can never trust what's on these fucking uh, covers. <laughs> so, the cover is uh, the plaque against Jimmy Olsen, and it shows Jimmy, four Jimmy Olsen falling out of the plane, and they're all saying, hey, Superman, save me, hey, Superman, save me. And uh, Superman says, great Krypton, I must decide in one second, which Jimmy, Jimmy's real, my best friend will die. So what was you guys' theory uh, coming into the story? He was cloned. That yeah, that he. I thought that he was gonna end up finding some like scientific test tube and wander in it would just keep spitting out a bunch of Jimmy Olsen. So we've all been affected by the Clone Saga recently, clearly. Yeah, yeah. 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 This also th that was one of the reasons I wanted to do this is because of the the Clone Saga parallels. And that's one of the questions I had too. Was like I, when I thought they were all clones, I was like. He he's kind of immoral if he doesn't save any of them because they're <laughs> yeah, people. Exactly. Yeah. Are they and people? Like, are they just other well, that, people? That's a question. They are. You know, uh, that's that we've learned from Ben Riley's adventures. They're people. And he says, uh, "The Jimmy Olsen say not only they're all saying I'll save me, but like one some of them are being like, like don't save them. Like they're liars. I'm your pal." <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but the way Jimmy gets out of this uh, this scene is maybe my favorite plot resolution we've read. <laughs> it's okay. Are we ready to start? Yeah. So, as always, it starts in media res with four Jimmy Olsons showing up to date his girlfriend, Lucy. <laughs> and they're like, I have the date. No, I have the date. And she looks 
uh, concerned and scared. Yeah. So the thing is, like, whereas a lot of the other stories are like, how does this cover even relate to the the in media res picture it's like this one has a pretty clear like through line you're like yeah this is in the middle of the yeah. story and then he's gonna fall off the helicopter at some point <laughs> yeah yeah so it starts there's a uh it's not a macy's parade it's the stacy's parade where there's a big superman balloon and this is you know we just celebrated thanksgiving a couple days ago this is super topical mm-hmm. and the the rope snaps and as Jimmy is, Jimmy's here because they asked for his expert authority on Superman yeah, to see well, if the first, balloon is First they good? tried to contact Superman. I'm like, do you have to contact someone to make sure that the balloon's <laughs> accurate? Like, if you're making a balloon of Obama, you're like, we tried calling Obama and he didn't answer. <laughs> well, re- recurring theme of all Superman comics is that Superman has unlimited free time and just spends his time. <laughs> I noticed that, to too. Fucking event. He's like, I'm going to go to yeah. the science fair. It's like, you have better shit to do, I think. Yeah, but like we always argue about the morals of uh, secret identity where Superman should spend his life, uh, time uh, being Clark Kent. Well, he should definitely not be spending his time going to Macy's Parade and <laughs> dialing his balloon. Uh, I think you mean the Stacy's Parade. Oh, yeah. and speaking of Stacy's Parade, uh, this is prophetic because uh, what happens is very similar in a weird way to what happened to the real Superman Macy's Parade in the 80s. <laughs> really? Oh, I don't know about that. So well, let's, let's say what happened to the comic, and then Sly will tell us how <laughs> yeah. this is prophecy fulfilled. Spoilers, he doesn't, and we forget all about it. So the rope breaks, and for some reason, Jimmy Olsen thinks, I'll grab it, and that'll help hold this huge-ass balloon. Mm -hmm. So he flies away on the balloon, and he climbs up, and so he doesn't slide off. He wants a better grip, so he climbs up to Superman's nose. And he's like, I wish I could call for Superman, but he's in space on a special mission. (laughs) Hey, I like, that, the... I like that they address why he's not here, you know? Yes. I hate it because he's always in space. It's like your dad being like, I can't hang out with you. I got, like, work. And you're like, <laughs> because you your dad hang out, out with you. Don't spoil our next story, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Superman balloon is heading right towards Boxing Stadium, which has a big bronze statue of the big boxer. And if, oh no, the balloon is lined up perfectly for this boxing statue to punch Superman in the nose, where How Jimmy is trying to The Superman balloon nose. Like, Superman will be, his face will be red after this event. Yeah. <laughs> red because there's a ginger sitting on his nose. <laughs> so Jimmy's like, oh no, that would be embarrassing, and I'll get punched also. So I'm going to pop this balloon in such a way with, I guess he just carries a switchblade. Pop, yeah, he, he pokes a hole into the balloon, and then he uses the air from it. He uses his hand like a valve, and he uses the air to, like, land himself, kind of like a weird plane, onto the ground. And they're like, wow. And he lands, <laughs> he lands in the middle of the street, and everyone's like, Jimmy Olsen has saved the Superman balloon for the parade. And he gets written up in the Daily Planet as Jimmy Olsen, the unique reporter. <laughs> That's just, the headline. What, what a thing to be called. <laughs> the unique reporter. But. There's someone who isn't happy. It's that zany fifth dimension imp, Mr. Mixaspinalik. <laughs> I don't know. Mr. Mixaspinalik. I don't know. Whatever. I t- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he. <laughs> I mostly know him from the cartoon where Gilbert Gottfried voices him, and it's incredible. Yeah, oh, the, the cartoon version. That, that actually does sound. That does yeah, sound it's good. really great. I, I really hate Mr. Mixaspinalik, whatever the fuck, in the comics. I love him in the cartoon. Uh, he's my favorite Superman villain because I'm also a small imp who 
<laughs> who like just makes everyone's prank. lives miserable. Yeah, so he <laughs> yeah. reveals that he wanted the Superman uh, balloon to float into the boxing glove and get punched, but now his joke's spoiled. So he's going to show Jimmy Olsen how unique he is and teach him not so to... That means we're not being sarcastic, art. by the way. We're going to say, oh, we make Superman look red in the face where his balloon gets punched in the nose. Like, make Superman... <laughs> what the fuck? A plan to sound. You have Superman's balloon get punched in the nose. And that would be fucking hilarious. Ha ha. Uh, I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he would just be like, ha, isn't that kind of funny? And then move on. It would be like, on the news for like, uh, maybe uh, on the 50th page, maybe. Yeah. It's the it's like the the principle of it for him. He wants to see Superman balloon get punched in the face. It's just, it's, yeah. you know. Even a Superman balloon is too sacred. In this creature is like a god entity, by the way. Like, he fucking, like, he can do anything Okay, he but he's, his goal is never to, like, kill people or I know, but world. even if you want to... He just, like, he, th- he wants to do funny stuff. I know, if you want to humiliate Superman, like, this is, like, bottom, like, 100 planes he can <laughs> Maybe he's used up all of his good pranks. Well, he saves his A material for the actual Superman comic book. He only gives Jimmy Olsen the uh, B stuff. I was going to say, this prank's pretty good, because what he does is he just... there's. Uh, four Jimmys now. Like he shows up into work, and there's just four Jimmys, and they're like, "Who are one of them's like? Who are they? They're imposters. I'm the real person. No, I am. No, I am." Don't this is the them. plan. This is the the prank he comes up with after he wants. Uh, to if you want to annoy everybody, quadrupling the amount of Jimmy Olsen's <laughs> yeah. in the world is a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, pretty terrifying, actually. Yeah. So, so they're fighting that uh, they they all want to sit at the desk and chair to do their work. They're all arguing with Perry White that that, that the other ones are the imposters. But, and then at this moment, Superman comes back as Clark Kent. And he's like, I'll use my x-ray vision because one of them must be a dummy or a robot or something. But for some reason, his x-ray vision isn't working on these Jimmies. There's only one way, one man who could be responsible, Mr. Mixus <laughs> This must be one of his zany tricks. And he doesn't want me to learn which Olsen is real. So the real Jimmy has this great idea to dress up like a beatnik so that he... His goatee and and, uh, an artist chapeau on his head. Yeah, so this way people will know that he's the real one because he's the one who doesn't look like Jimmy Olsen. They they would be able to predict that he looks different, so he'll be able to say, oh, they're they're trying to look like Jimmy Olsen usually looks, but... uh, Oh, okay. But, of course, all the Jimmys show up dressed exactly the same. (laughs) And they're at the science museum. He's God and he can predict what Jimmy's going to do, so Jimmy's fucked. No, this is where I started getting interested because I'm like, actually, because uh, my reasoning was that all the Jimmys were dressing up like beatniks too to p- think that to show that they were the real one as well. So it's like, how do yeah, you that's what I yourself thought. when every step of the way you are thinking the same thing, like the other clone of you is thinking the exact same thing? I just assume Mr. McSipleg is fucking with him uh, 100% of the time because, like I said, he is like a deity, so. Uh, how do you out with yourself when you're a dimwit like Jimmy <laughs> So now all of them, and it's also funny because these Jimmys are all like actually doing his job. They all take notes and write an article about it, and yeah. all run in. And Perry White's like, "Get those notes! Get the get out of my sight! Put those yeah. notes down." Which is weird because he's like, Jimmy's such a good reporter, and he's like mad that he has now more excellent reporters on his team. And then Jimmy's like, "I'll wear my <laughs> he, watch." He doesn't want to pay for them. He won't yeah, that's, that's, that's the that's the conflict yeah. because now. Uh, Perry White doesn't know who to pay, so he's like, I'll pay none of you, haha. <laughs> yeah. I win again. <laughs> and this, I will never be convinced that Perry White is not like Jonah Jameson levels of asshole because of this, <laughs> where he's like, there's four of you all doing work. I'm going to pay none of you because no reason. <laughs> Unionize. Because <laughs> technically three of them are on people, so he doesn't know. He doesn't want to give it to an unperson, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but you split it. That's why I was thinking is you'd split it if you wanted to be fair. But instead he's like, no paycheck at all. 
What an asshole. Yeah. So Jimmy moves his signal watch to the other wrist, and then so do they. He's like, I'll go on my date. They all show up, like we saw in the immediate rest page. And I really love that his girlfriend's like, prove it to someone else. I went along with it when you were a wolf boy and elastic lad and a pygmy. The four of you are too much of a good thing. My favorite is how wolf boy and elastic lad are bolded. They're like his like actual identities, but pygmy is not. It's just like, he was a pygmy one day. <laughs> you just say pygmy. He, goes- he wasn't the pygmy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he goes to the Jimmy Olsen fan club that exists, and <laughs> he's like, they'll know, but they're all like, nope, they're all the same. So he's like, I'll go home. Oh I God. got proof of my identity at home, I which d- was only an excuse. Is this a fan club he- for, I thought this was like the Superman fan club. Is it a fan club? No, just he says, says the Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen, Olsen fan club. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was shocked oh, at that is- too, actually. They're all wearing bow ties, just like yeah. him. This is terrible. Th- think about all the fucking sicker fans in real life. Uh, Superman's <laughs> best friend will definitely have a fan club if he was real. Uh, Jimmy Olsen is just DC's PewDiePie, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, there you go. PewDiePie has a fan base, Jimmy Olsen get a fan base. Fuck it. <laughs> so Jimmy sneaks out, pretending to go home, and he calls for Superman. And Superman's like, with my X-ray vision gone, I can't be sure who's the right one, but I'll figure it out. But I have to deliver the special gift to the science museum tomorrow. So I guess he's like, just go home and sleep in, in a bed with four Jimmy Olsons. You'll figure it out. <laughs> So Jimmy's like, oh, even Superman doubts me. So far, I've lost my best friend, my girl, and my salary because of this nightmare. So he's in the news copter, Jimmy now. It's the next day. And he's he's like, I'll write such a great story about Superman's gift. He'll know. Perry will know I'm the real reporter. And Mr. Mixespidlick's like, this This will show him. He has all the Jimmys show up in the helicopter by as if by magic. And then he just gets rid of the floor so they all fall to their death. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so this is when we have the cover where it's like, say, me, I'm yeah. the real Jimmy, and Superman's trying to decide which. And then one of the Jimmys goes, wait, the, that boxer statue almost punched the Superman balloon in the nose. It gives me an idea. He punches himself in the new nose, and then blood spurts out of his nose. And Superman's like, wait a second. The human duplicates can't bleed, so that has to be How the do you Jimmy. fucking know that, Superman? And yeah, how does he know that? They can't? Like, he can do everything sure? he can do, but he can't bleed? Also, uh, I want to point out, we were saying, oh, Mr. McSuperlick made that fucking balloon prank because he doesn't want to kill anyone. He was trying to kill Jimmy Olsen in one fucking page. So, uh, no, that prank was just dumb. Even the context of yeah. Mr. McSuperlick's Okay, but there's a difference between wanting to kill Superman, everybody's favorite hero, and Jimmy Olsen. Some idiot. He's the young person in reality. <laughs> so, yeah, so Superman just lets the three Jimmy clones fall into the river. Just the thing, like, he can fucking move his beautiful sound. Like, yeah, he can... Well, that, he's that I... I assume that they like just didn't calculate powers as much back then. But for me, I'm like, especially in the next story we read where he talks about creating solar systems, I'm like, you are definitely fast enough no, to catch four people. He makes an yeah. active choice to let all these yeah. things die. It turns out they actually were clones, and he just let them yeah. die. What a fucking prick. <laughs> on, the, on the cover, when he says, I have to make, I have a one second to choose, I'm like, you are fucking Superman. You can catch these <laughs> yeah. people. It's also, like they're landing in a river. He can now still go save them. <laughs> that's you don't true, have yeah. to die. Yeah. And this, now this is my favorite part of any mix of Spidelic So, yeah. The, the trick with every mix of, mix of story is always to get him to be banished to his dimension for 30 days, which is conveniently the amount of time in between issues of Superman. <laughs> he has to con- Superman and Jimmy Olsen have to trick him into saying his name backwards. So I can't imagine he- falling for that more than once or twice. <laughs> that's life. why it's that's why the, the cartoon version is awesome because Mr. Mixley plays a moron and Superman tricks him like five seconds. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but here, uh, Superman has to be more crafty of his fucking plans. 
Yeah. Yeah. So th- there's he, Mr. Mixospitalik, overhears uh, a radio station saying, so, so at two o'clock, station KLTP will present a great radio feature, The Life of Mr. Mixospitalik, the super practical Joker. And he's like, finally, they've realized my greatness. <laughs> I'll, to make sure they describe my tricks correctly, I'll listen in. This is so like Ryan. Goes, a, a, a podcast is like we're gonna interview Regurney, and you're like, oh, I, I gotta go on this. <laughs> yeah, I, he's me, except I just don't have a cool little hat. <laughs> yes. So he's like, this special feature is being broadcast on KLTP, but not our two affiliated FM stations, ZYXM and WMCA. And Mr. Mixospitalix finds this unacceptable. I demand that you give my great story full coverage. And he's like, I want the program broadcast on all three stations, KLTP, ZYXM, and oh, I said my name backwards. It's a trick. You spelled his name backwards. That doesn't fucking count. But that can, no, that <laughs> yeah. counts. They I know, but like, that doesn't make fucking sense. Well, how can I count? <laughs> And I, so he fades away. Superman was actually that radio host in disguise. <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> and Jimmy's like, now all I have to do is convince everyone what they were that that, that didn't happen at all. Yeah. So I guess he just has to gaslight everybody. Now. And well, thus Superman, Superman gaslights them. You can give pointers on gaslighting. Yeah, that's people. true. So I have like two points about this. The first one is this now holds up in my theory where I'm like Jimmy Olsen is secretly trying to kill Superman. This is his origin. <laughs> it was the evil clone that was saved, not Jimmy. Jimmy died in the river. <laughs> and my second is 30 days on banishing this dude that can just alter reality at will is a pretty like that's a shitty punishment on like yeah y- like it should be a year like 30 days like you would have to live in constant terror that like you can't trust anything around you once those days are up. It sucks. Yes to live with this dude that, that's why he's the best because everyone hates him so <laughs> that's much. what i was wondering too like does anyone try to stop him for good like are there people who can go like are that are god tier level like a fight him i guess he's not well, that one bad, time but... <laughs> one time uh, this is a story that's been suggested for us to do on the show one time mrs spindelik thinks it'd be funny to give his powers to the joker and the joker destroys reality <laughs> yeah <laughs> like almost instantly <laughs> uh, is this like a rewriting the dc universe type of deal no He's okay. just like they, you know. Eventually, they beat him, but it's just like Joker's like, I'll just make everyone get tortured for an infinity amount of time. That's why I wow. like the, the, the cartoon version because in the cartoon, uh, he is like unstoppable. But since he's a moron, Superman convinces him like, "Hey, let's play, uh, this isn't fun if you just uh, own me all the time. What if we have rules to this game?" And he, <laughs> yeah. So that's it's like it's good. So the show, he's just a fucking moron. But the comics makes no fucking sense, and they have made dark, mixed stories. Because of that. I can I can bet if you can make Mister Mind really dark, I bet you can do this with this guy. If you can make fucking uh, Boomer, Boomer what's it, Captain Boomer, Captain Boomer, yeah, if you can make him dark, you can make anything dark. <laughs> and in the cartoon, Mixus uh, Spinelik also like treats this like his day job. He has this like really attractive wife that like just is just like come back to bed, Mixie, and he's like, no, I gotta go to work and make Superman yeah. embarrassed. <laughs> and it's just really funny. The Gilbert yeah. Gottfried like, thing really makes it sound yeah. better. Than yeah, it, it yeah. like it's watch. treated. I like I like characters like this that are like campy, but like they're treated like this is just a fun goof yeah like he's not actually trying to like destroy the world he's just like it's just like a, a game there's no real and stakes i think, in I think those, that's fun yeah yeah exactly yeah i can see that yeah and then and then you have like alan moore or something writes it where he's a pedophile and you guys are like <laughs> alan, moore, alan, moore made him dark. alan moore actually did make him dark and he was like hey <laughs> superman mix the spindle is gonna make you watch your dog die of cancer <laughs> oh my god 
It was literally animal. See why? It's so funny he said that because I don't want to spoil it, but he makes me super, super dark. Yeah. <laughs> That's supposed to be Alan Moore's farewell to the Silver Age. <laughs> I can't wait. One time I'm like, uh, I can't wait to see Batman suck his dick, and then you guys are like, actually. <laughs> It probably is a fucking comic with Batman. Oh, I mean, he pissed his pants already, so... Yeah. So, okay, so now we're going to go even further back in time. Not to Cleopatra, but we're going to do Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen uh, issue 30 from August 1958. Penciled by the great Kurt Swan and written by Otto Binder. I had to say, this cover I liked so much that before I even read the comic, I had to show Crazy and be like, let's read this. Look look at this. <laughs> look at this cover. So, actually read, I, so speaking of that, I actually read this comic years before because I saw this cover and I was like, I have to be this fucking comic. <laughs> yes. And I forgot how dumb it was. Like, I understood <laughs> how fucking stupid this comic was. So uh, this story is called The Son of Superman, and it's Jimmy Olsen on the cover uh, giving Superman a robe that's embroidered with the Superman insignia from a box that says, Two Dad Superman from Jimmy. And Superman is burning it with his heat vision. And he says, Jimmy, this gift you got me for Father's Day makes me sorry I ever adopted you as my son. I'll have to destroy it to teach you a lesson. And Jimmy's saying, But Superman, I mean, Dad, what did I do wrong? I thought you would call me funniest. Super Dad, son. Yeah, this was the funniest cover to me. The, my, the, my favorite part about it is to dad Superman. Yeah, why, why Super Dad? What the fuck? What a missed opportunity here. Uh, I just, I love the idea of like the, an editor or like a, a an executive pitching this thing where it's like, I, I, I want to see Superman burning a Father's Day gift from Jimmy Olsen. You're like, what? Like, I have to write this fucking story? Are you serious? Just imagine, imagine, like, yeah, so what did you guys think was the setup here? That's uh, my question. I had no idea. My first thought is always it's an evil clone of, like, Superman or something like that. Or it's, like, he... No, the thing is, I'm, like, retroactively thinking of what it could be, knowing what the twist is, so I can't say it. I, fig- I figured it was something like an alternate, uh, like, imaginary story where Jimmy imagines what Superman would be like as his dad. Yeah. For some reason, he imagines Superman just being a massive fucking dick uh, for some reason. Yeah, that's a good idea. What's really funny is uh, in the Silver Age, they didn't have, like, trade paperbacks or collected editions, so they would just reprint stories in, like, these 80-page giants or 100-page giants for, like, a quarter. So you could read, like, origin stories. And I'm looking at 80-page giant number two, which has this as the main, like, featured (laughs) story as reprinted. Yeah, it's small. You have Jimmy's Wedding, Pinocchio Jimmy, the Alien Olsen, Flame Boy, Origin of Elastic Lad, the Human Skyscraper. But right taking up the whole half of the page is the son of Superman, and it's him giving him a robe. (laughs) It is the most curious story. (laughs) So, okay. So it starts... Go ahead. It starts, yeah, in media res, sure, (laughs) with Superman doing dishes at super speed, and he, right in his kitchen, which has a sign that says, bless our super home, (laughs) and he's washing them with super speed, and I guess drying them with heat vision? Yeah. That makes sense. Just, just radi- I feel like radiate all your dishes. So when you eat them, you fucking get cancer. Yeah. Well, he, he, he has, his vision's heat, right? It's like giving you radiation. Uh, but it's like it's like all heat, like radiation, like or something like that. Not not like cancer, like ionizing. I mean, radiation. there's there's different ways. There's different that, ways to yeah. heat things. It could be radiation. It could be conduction. It could be because I know micro- microwaves are radiation. I know that. Yeah. So we, but those we are they our... release microwaves. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we, I know, but uh, he is using X rays. Is he? And it's like he does. He does yeah. use the points. Well, yes. well, it said like in 
it said that he, later in the story later, they say his the, X-ray heat vision. Yeah, yeah, he the, yeah the, the, the originally it was his X-ray vision. I think eventually they made it so he X-ray thing so hard it heats them up. Oh but this is back in the days when they realized X-rays cause cancer, probably. So they're like, "This is amazing technology. You can use it on everything." Yeah. I yeah. like the idea that when he, in the previous story, tried to x-ray the Jimmy Olsen's, he was really going to set them on fire. <laughs> well, if he did it long enough. <laughs> yeah, so it's the day before Jimmy Olsen's birthday, and Superman's saying, relax, Jimmy, I'll do the dishes at super speed. What would you like to do t- tomorrow for your birthday? And Jimmy says, take me on a flying trip around the world, Dad. Gosh, it's great to have a super father like you. And this made me ask the question, how old is Jimmy Olsen? Because he has a full-time job and doesn't yeah. go to school. He's a, he's a cop he's reporter, 18? so I assume he was like, he's like 18 or something like that. Yeah, that's, maybe. That's pretty young. That's pretty old to be yeah, like, it's too old to have an adopted father it's, raising you. You're like, never like, too old to say thanks, Dad, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, just because you don't say that to your dad doesn't mean that some <laughs> yeah, people don't. Fine. So, okay. So, boy. So, there we cut. Back the backstory now. Boy employees of the Daily Planet one day joyfully attend a picnic sponsored by their newspaper, except for one redheaded lad. And this is the father and son's picnic. And some kid is just like, Didn't you bring your dad, Jimmy Olsen? He's like, I can't. I'm an orphan. I have no father. And just then, Superman shows up and he's like, you have, Jimmy, for years. You've been almost like a son to me. Why don't I just adopt you? Well, he says this. You have to clarify, Brian. He comes in with adoption papers. Like, out of the blue <laughs> saying, you said you're an orphan, Jimmy. What about I become your dad? So, like like all things uh, that, you know, you're not sure if you want to commit to, this adoption has a, a, a warranty policy where it is a 30-day trial period where Jimmy can back out anytime if Superman is not a good dad. They don't so, clarify and, this. They don't clarify this in this at this point. But later on, they reveal like if this war, if, if you return this this adoption paper, you can never file for another adoption ever again. It's a one time deal. It's also when someone they chose up this thing. It's like, no, you're my son now. Like you didn't consent to this. You're my son. As in, like, oh, yeah, so you can back yes, out. So he's written up and everything. Like they're already like, you're my son already. Like yeah, I mean, Jimmy's like, oh, but, okay. but he can back out. But he can back out. I know, but yeah, so during this I, I, the thought process, well, like Superman. Yeah, what would happen if Superman had written this up and then just kept it for thirty days? <laughs> oh, yeah, like, like, shoot. And, and Jimmy Olsen's like, like, I guess I'm adopted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what it's like to adopt kids, but like I, I know so that I'd like to adopt man children, but uh... <laughs> I don't think yeah. that's what I was thinking. I... <laughs> he has to be like sixteen or something. Like, he like, he uh, must uh, be under eighteen if he's being adopted. Uh, he never goes to school, right? So it's so long. fucking weird. He never goes to school. Yeah, right? but to, I don't think he goes to school. Yeah. Does he not go to school? Maybe in the sixties you could. Oh, actually, you can drop out of uh, sixteen. So maybe today still. Maybe he just dropped out of high school to go. Maybe went to school. Maybe orphans don't go to school back in the fifties. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so they go to the father son picnic. Uh, it seems unfair. Superman wins all the events. He wins the three-legged race. <laughs> bringing your kid to this type of event, having where to have fun with your son, and then Superman's there just kicking around his ass. You're like, who? How can this be allowed? Like, can you just do something better with your time? <laughs> <laughs> like, can't you go to fucking space? Can't you like solve like the, the <laughs> famine in Africa? So yeah, Superman's going through all these events. They they win the three legged race. He has a strongman act where he's bending steel while Jimmy yells at everyone. That's my dad. <laughs> he hits a home run this is, using this is twigs so unfair for a bat. Too, just to have Superman here, just like just wrecking these people with his fake son. It, 
So then at the end of a happy day. So wait, wait, Daryl, you're saying that if you're adopted, they're not your no, real parents? No, I'm just like... They don't well, care. Like, they have like actual like prizes and like all these kids are like looking forward to <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm going to win. Now. I really practiced my dad, my my baseball game. And then Superman comes in and just like, suck my dick. Kids, like. <laughs> well, in, in in Jimmy's defense, these kids did go up to him and be like, where's your dad, orphan? <laughs> they, no, they were just like, didn't you bring your dad? I know, I know. <laughs> they weren't like, you monster. Yeah, How they did on purpose. Yeah. They could have been. So, so now... Superman carries Jimmy away, and at the end of a happy day, we'll live together in this house I rented, Jimmy. And there's a big sign out front: "Superman and Son." <laughs> and he's That's like, like oh. I, man, "This is what they expected to bring up, like Superman." Uh, uh, I, I saw spoilers. It does not get brought up at all. The fact that Superman, like Jimmy, Olsen's life being in constant danger, having being in a house called Superman's Son, like all <laughs> the super will bomb that house first before doing anything else. I thought they would bring it up, but they never bring that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Jimmy's like, I'll spend evenings here with my super dad. And Superman, always the humble man he is, set up all of Jimmy's Superman souvenirs as trophies in the house. Because <laughs> the only thing Jimmy owns are Superman adjacent things. This is where I was like, I just, I don't feel like it's a good idea to adopt this person that's obsessed with you. It's so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, this it, it's like a, yeah. like the celebrity that you idolize. Like you're like, I want them to be my dad. It's adopting. Yeah, you're like, there's a, there's a million reasons why this should not happen. They don't go into any of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a fetish of Superman's. <laughs> so he has a secret room that's labeled secret room. <laughs> and it's where he keeps all his secret identity stuff, like the clothes he wears. So he makes Jimmy promise that he won't look in that room until the 30-day trial period is over. Because I guess after these 30 days, he'll find out who Superman is. Yeah, yeah I mean, you can't live like... with someone like always in costume and stuff. Maybe you could. Maybe you could. <sighs> what a life that would be. So anyway, <laughs> Superman, has, really diving even deeper into his fetish, he dresses as Clark Kent and can't wait for Jimmy to tell him who his new dad is <laughs> so he can act surprised. Fuck Superman, he's such garbage. <laughs> <laughs> then he, he brings Jimmy to the Fortress of Solitude. He shows him the big key he uses to unlock it. He shows him the... Animal. I love where like, you can't know dis- my secret identity, but here's how I get into this place with all these like universe destroying weapons. Yeah, this, this yeah. is where all my fucking secret stuff, everything I've ever collected in my Superman life, yeah. it's all here. Yeah. But you so can't he has know- this big, he has this big space alien that eats big diamonds that Superman squeezes out of. And this, coal. this is where I was like, you have too much free time, buddy. If you're keeping this <laughs> thing alive, <laughs> he, he make has sure wants to die clearly. Like, let it die. <laughs> <laughs> only only die only fucking diamonds come on yeah he has a statue that uh is of what humans will look like in 1 million ad he has the giant tools he used to build this uh, place if you're wondering what humans look too. like in 1 million ad they're just wearing a toga and they have a big forehead this yeah. this, this, this comes up either before the story or after the story because they have a superman from the future and he has a big dickhead like this too <laughs> dickhead <laughs> big dickhead <laughs> So my absolute favorite thing that he shows Jimmy is a huge super mural that Superman painted Himself. in excruciating detail. <laughs> That's what I, I thought this was crazy. Do not that partially the fact that he was able to do this to make his own solar system, but the fact that he came back and painted it. Yeah, like, where he's like, "Look how fucking good I am. Look at everything." I mean, I like did. I, I, I <laughs> it's one of those things. Like I, I can't imagine what it's like to 
create life on that level where you're like, I can, I, I'm basically God. Like, would so you So what not- he did, so just real quick, what he did was he had a super telescope that showed a distant sun blowing up, destroying the family of planets. They all escaped into spaceships but had no home to return to. Speeding there, he gathered millions, millions of meteors and fused them together, constructing artificial planets for these homeless people. Finally, finding a burned out store, I re- star, I rekindled it into a blazing new sun with an atomic, atomic match, atomic which match? is just a huge match that sets off suns. <laughs> yeah. And he painted all this stuff in, exc- in just yeah. beautiful detail. After the people moved so to after the, the, the new people, world, they yeah. named various parts in my honor. So he points, and it's like a map of it. It's like Superman's sun, Superman's comet, Superman's planet, Superman's asteroid. And this is when I was like, I... Is he like a fascist and he rules this place? <laughs> like, why would you name everything? It's like this is Superman's planet. That's Superman. Yeah, it's not so. named. No, they, like, they, named they, named, they named it after named. him in his, in his honor. He's just, yeah, he didn't but name no, it. sure, sure, they named it after him in his honor. That's the story he tells Jimmy after him though. It's not like it's Super Monopolis or something. It's Superman's planet. planet. Yeah. That's possessive. Yeah, that's saying he owns. Okay, this but Helly's comment is not like we're honoring him for discovering it. We're not like it's his. <laughs> Don't you touch that's, it. That's fair. Like we we name shit like that all the time for the people who discover stuff. It just be weird. Like, but the thing is, no one lives on Helly's comment, whereas people millions of people live on Superman's <laughs> planet. <laughs> what? Well, that was their choice to make. So so then Superman's like, I know what every kid loves. Here's a gun. Yeah. So he's like, I uh, have to question, check on something. Would some- any of you not want to shoot a lightning gun? I guess I guess no, I, I would. would. I would I would definitely. <laughs> so Superman is like, I have to go check on something in my secret room. Here, have some target practice with the special gun I made that shoots lightning bolts. So Jimmy's doing it, and he's like, Wow, this is the happy I'm the happiest boy in the world. He's the most wonderful father anyone could have. And then Superman comes back and is like, Jimmy, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, give me that he's gun. Like, hands off. I told you not to touch yeah. it. Yeah, he's like, hands off that gun, son. Don't you know better than to use my things without permission? And he's like, but, Dad, you did give me permission. And he's like, don't contradict me. As punishment, I forbid you to ever come here again. <laughs> and this is when I assumed, like, the Superman that was burning the ro- the robe is, like, an evil clone. Yeah, or, like, he was, this is where like, I thought he's, he got taken over or something. Yeah. So he's like... Because he, did he didn't even remember s- telling him that he could use the gun. So I'm like, this isn't the same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then that makes like, sense. Why did, That's like, not what we get. Why did my Why did my dad turn so grumpy? And then he takes him to the trophy display and he's like, "It's disgraceful! Shine these trophies! Shine these trophies!" And then he's One like, of "Oh, I just look like feces." I'm like, "What is this?" <laughs> it's it's well, shine my turdy piece of shit. That's what you are. You're just my turd. So then uh, Superman's like, "You're doing the dishes now, you piece of shit. I'm going on an adventure." And he goes and he saves this plane by knocking this mountain off the way. And Jimmy's like, oh, wow, when my dad does super feats, he gives all these scoops to Clark Kent instead of me, <laughs> his own son. He complains that uh, back when he was his buddy, he went on, he, he would go with him on these adventures. But now he's at, he's his son. He's, he's stuck doing dishes now, too. <laughs> this is a small aside, but do you think there's a conflict of interest when Superman writes stories about himself as Clark Kent? Yes, he's biased. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously, he's biased. He's biased. <laughs> Superman, greatest hero of all time, biggest Which dick of all time. <laughs> Fuck you, Batman. I, I've heard Superman's a big dick. Uh, I don't know, he's confirmed. <laughs> um, inside scoop: Batman has sucked it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Alan Moore's like, this is great. That, that's why Batman, <laughs> Batman v Superman was really about. Like, Batman figured out the truth. He's like, "Fuck you, Superman." He just wanted to be the shit out of him. 
So Super, Jimmy uses his signal watch to try to get a ride home from work, and Superman's like, take it off. I'm giving it to Lois Lane. <laughs> I love then, that. He literally makes him take the watch off for using it, and he's like, I'm giving this away. I love that he gives it to like, his booty call. <laughs> Yeah. And then he the secret room was left open and he's like, Jimmy, you've been snooping in there, you piece of yeah. shit. And he's like, I didn't, I promise. And he's like, if I catch you in here again, I'll go hard with you. Yeah, it's like, it'll go, it'll go hard with you. It, it, it'll it, go it, hard with you. Yeah. I'm like, so, yeah. is that a common phrase? People, people, you know, debate whether or not, you know, uh, spanking is okay. Mm-hmm. Is Superman spanking possibly ever okay? Because he's... <laughs> How, do you, how does he not kill you? Well, I assume we can, you know, soften, like, do, like, regular. It's sort of like how he can punch people but not, like, kill them even though he That's can, like... That's true. Which is a crazy thing for me to imagine, too. It's like, yeah. if, if you... If your muscles can hit hard enough to, like, blow up mountains, like, how do you scale it back enough to not explode yeah. people? He's magic. He's weak. So now we start so finally getting to the it's, cover. It's June 14th. It's June 14th, three days before their 30-day trial of... of, of uh, <laughs> Adoption. Adoption is over. I kept trying to say abortion. I think I just want Jimmy to die. <laughs> so Dude, like, he's like, your father, I can abort you. That, that yeah. like was his super mom. <laughs> this is what yeah. this is what Democrats want. Sixteen year abortion. <laughs> yeah. So Jimmy's like, I'll take my savings out of the bank and get him a real nice gift for Father's Day. Yeah, so this is leading up robe. to the cover and to add more context to it, he was taking out savings to buy Superman the robe that he And he had it tailor made yeah. just for you. And Superman's like, the emblem's crooked and the colors don't match my costume closely enough. I won't wear anything that poorly made. And he burns it up. Yeah. <laughs> Cuts to Jimmy crying in bed and he's like, I don't know why, but it all turned out so wrong. I guess there's only one thing to go do. I have to go to court and call it off. I can't stand it anymore. So he goes to court and calls it off. And, and the, the judge, the is, judge is like, like what? Why shocked, would anyone yeah. not want to be Superman's son? What do you have to say, Superman? And Superman's like, if Jimmy wants to call it quits, that goes double for me. <laughs> I love this idea, too. That immediately when it comes up, like the judge takes Superman's side. He's like, what What kind of piece of shit do you have to be, Jimmy? When it's like, <laughs> this is like emotionally like- abusive. Well, this is the 50s. Like, if a wife That's said, true, oh, Superman yeah. fucking beat me, like, how dare you contradict your husband? This, you this is why the story movie. was at the, the big compilation first, because it's a period piece about uh, paternity. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as they're leaving, Jimmy's like, well, goodbye, Dad. I mean, Superman. I guess you'll never want to see me again. And he's like, wrong, Jimmy. I still wish you were my son. I'll explain why I deliberately caused oh. our breakup. As a so, so, he, oh. so he did this as a way to make it. Instead of just saying, just telling Jimmy, hey, Maybe I shouldn't be your dad. He goes. He goes through all that dickery just because of this uh, sequence of events. Yeah. So he has this co- big computer that predicts calamities days or weeks in the future. It's never and immediately wrong. I'm like, why would you not? Why do you keep this at the Fortress of Solitude instead of giving it to like just an American facility? Or the UN or something. It's not like it predicts the future, so you're like, this could be used for wrong hands. It predicts calamities, which everyone would want to avoid. (laughs) That's a really good point. Superman's like, I'll save everyone. You you don't. So that means the other people die, you motherfucker. (laughs) So the big calamity is that a few few days ago, Superman's heart froze at the prophecy it gave forth from its speaking mechanism. On June 17th, Superman will destroy his own son. (sighs) And he's like, oh no. Jimmy. I I can't destroy Jimmy, so I have to break up the, the, the I have to break up the uh, break the up adoption, <laughs> so that I won't have <laughs> a son. Kill you, Jimmy, you have to break up Jimmy. So this this is when Super uh, Jimmy was using his lightning gun that Superman learned about this. So that's why he switches really yeah. hard is because he's like I had to push you away to keep you from harm. Where I'm like 
You didn't need to be like, fuck you, Jimmy, the entire time. <laughs> you didn't have to fucking make him waste his money on a fucking robe that you burned, you piece of shit. You just got <laughs> to judge and be like, I don't want the same words. And be like, do the dishes, bitch. <laughs> Couldn't he also have just told Jimmy that... <laughs> you see, he could have told himself. He could have to judge himself saying, I don't want to be his dad anymore. And that'll be over at the end. Yeah, you like Jimmy immediately... In. If he had told Jimmy this, he would have been able to fix everything because Jimmy immediately was like, oh, it must be the Superman's son that you created because you would never hurt me. So obviously you heard S-O-N, but it's S-U-N. And Superman's like, oh, Even though on this picture really... it says S-O-N for Superman's son, the flaming <laughs> <It> star. Is... <laughs> it is. I can't believe they spell it wrong in the picture. But it is S-U-N in the original, but yes. in the flashback they spell it. Maybe you want to make it obvious for the reader. <laughs> but he says son and son sound exactly alike. It's like joking computer. Yeah. <laughs> So he's like, oh, it'll take me a day to reach that distant galaxy. So he flies into space and he's like, when I get there and the stars burned out. So he smashes it to bits and he finds smashes a young... bits to prevent it from being an asteroid to hit other pla- that hits other, other planets. Yeah. So he finds a young hot star and just pushes it in place oh. so that they have enough light and heat for the Superman planet. He's so he's strong. Like... <laughs> stars. Jesus Christ. How can he not and catch he's... four Jimmy Olsen's falling out of the helicopter? The answer is simple. And he didn't like... want to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's what I want to say. Like, can you imagine like uh, this happens to like, one of us or one of you? Like, Imagine you have to be a dick for your to your to like your best friend for thirty days, like just be. I feel absolutely... like Sly's about to confess. I've been playing the long game for t- nine years. I'm sorry, I've been a dick, but I've been <laughs> okay, trying to push you away. All right, so that is my point because I was like, I can't imagine being that cruel to any of you for that long. But uh, never mind. <laughs> but I was gonna say, like this, this is like proof that he has disdain for Jimmy. That for thirty days he was fine yeah. being a dick to him, yeah. just like, telling him the truth. Yeah. yeah. So. Superman's just like, I feel so bad. I can never adopt you now. The court won't renew it. <laughs> Even though I feel like he, if he explained this, it would be okay. This is a very big technicality that I mis- mistook Superman's son as the son. It's going to blow up in the future. <laughs> but then Jimmy's like, don't apologize, Superman. If you'll recall, you were always out nights doing super jobs. Even if we lived together, we would see so little of each other. But even if I'm not your son, I'm still your boy Boy pal. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will ever change that, Jimmy. The end. The and, end. And, wow. When this ended, I was like, so what was bizarre about this is Superman actually did show up and legitimately wanted to adopt Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> but too eagerly, I might say. It's like, just like it changes the relationship ready. into a weird place for me. I guess it, it always is kind of like. He's always like kind of like his mentor or caretaker. Oh my god, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's just Batman and Robin. Because I'm like, wouldn't it be weird yeah. if Batman? And I'm like, no, Batman did do that. A lot of these people are kind of like father figures for their sidekicks. Yeah. That's why uh, Spider Stanley hated sidekicks because the sidekicks were created to be like the the avenue for for kid readers to uh, like channel their uh, perspective to basically. Um, mm-hmm. So like, you imagine you're bad. You're, you're not cool enough to be Batman or Superman. But you can imagine yourself being the young, naive Jimmy or Robin. Yeah. And yeah. when when uh, Stanley came up with Spider Man, he's like, "No, I, I want the, the hero himself to be the flawed person, being the yeah. dumb kid doing dumb shit all the time." Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's uh, Stanley thought that he didn't like that. There had to be a, a very like unapproachable main hero, and the, the relatable character had to be the sidekick. 
we should read some Golden Age Star Spangled Kid because he's a little boy and he has a grown man sidekick named Stripesy. <laughs> and imagine, it's one thing to imagine like Superman wanting to adopt a kid, but imagine being a kid's sidekick and you're like 30. <laughs> Yeah. Star Spangled yeah. Kid, I've looked this up. I never heard of this. Yeah. Star Spangled Kid and Stripesy. Sometimes you are like a kid's <laughs> mentor in your 30 or sidekick. Whatever. I don't know what I'm no, saying. No, the kid is his mentor. Yeah. Well, sometimes. This is a convict, too. Wow. That'll happen when you <laughs> go to work and your boss is younger than you. You're like, I am my, this kid's sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It happens to all of us. It does happen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I had so, fun. <laughs> yeah, me too. I guess me too. <laughs> I guess. I don't know how you can't enjoy these. These are just like so wild and corny, and sometimes they go in really dumb directions. It, it's true. Yeah. I, I'm complaining, but I like. It, I never feel like I'm suffering reading them. It's like whereas with like other stuff we read, sometimes I'm like I'm in like yeah. I, I am suffering reading this. <laughs> it's also the uh, the like first story was eight pages and yeah. this one's oh, like ten you know, pages. That's very right. true. We, we read eight pages probably it too. <laughs> they go fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, they're both eight pages. <laughs> it's also just fun imagining like how yeah. fucked up this whole universe is, like the the Silver Age <laughs> stuff. Because I'm like, how how does any of this make any sense? How does this work? And it just makes Superman look worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So thank you. For listening to another month's Patreon exclusive Divisive Issues episode. I've been Ryan. I've been Sly. I've been Phil. I've been Daryl. Stay in Patreon mode. I give you the incredible flying machine. <laughs>